listening to the Star Wars Weekly Podcast. Welcome to the 28th episode of the Star Wars Weekly Podcast, where each week, Adam, Grant, and I use our exclusive tap into Coruscant's core world news and discuss everything that happened in the past week, as well as many other Star Wars-related ideas, themes, and theories. This week, Grant will report on the core world news headlines, and we'll also uh, get into Chapter 2 of The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, which is... I think the longest chapter in the book um, and really interesting. It covers pretty much the first portal to the ultimate boon, the ultimate reward. So uh, very meaty. Um, please send us your transmissions, questions, theories, comments. Let us know how we're doing on, um, uh, you know, on this, this whole Hero of a Thousand Faces thing. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Um, let us know. Um, you can reach us at... at at SW Weekly Pod on Twitter. Um, and on the gram, it's the Star Wars Weekly, or you could just email us at the Star Wars Weekly at gmail.com. Um, and I just want to say welcome to all of our um, Spotify listeners. We're finally up on Spotify, um, and there's a bunch of you that just joined. Um, so that's great. Thanks for listening to us as always. Uh, and now it's time for Core World News. Grant? That's right. It's time for Core World News. Not a lot of stories being transmitted from the Core Worlds. <laughs> core but core World News, the end. But we yeah. do have a few morsels to go through. Uh, a new book, uh, Star Wars Smuggler's Guide, is coming out October 30th. Written by Dan Wallace, Smuggler's Guide includes a treasure trove of stories and insights from the galaxy's most notorious, a collective journal that has changed hands over the generations. And we'll be hearing all these Within, I guess, are going to be stories from smugglers uh, from across the galaxy awesome. that we know well. So that'll be exciting. Um, also, the solo novelization by Mer Lafferty is out. Uh, I picked it up uh, recently, and uh, I'll be sharing my thoughts about it uh, next week, probably. Can't so, wait. Thanks for um, yeah. falling on that sword for us. Yeah, yeah. take that hit. But it's, isn't it? And I, I was looking online because I'm downloading audiobooks to listen to, and it's they refer to it as the Star Wars novelization, the expanded or solo, the, the Star Wars story expanded edition. Oh, I think I saw places. Okay. I think they're really trying to sell yeah. the fact that there's a lot. Listen, more there's in a here. lot more. In yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And hey, listen, I, I'm I'm saying falling on the sword, but a I love the movie. Yes. B I read all of the books. I just don't read the novelizations because yeah, I, time is precious, and I, I just I don't right, find right. like I get yeah. as much out of the rereads as I do, um, you know, the new content. There's just so much new content. I'm trying to keep up with that yeah well, well you know me i'm perplexed by the uh, uh yeah uh, the inclusion of maul in the main canon so i'm like whatever yeah. i can get uh yeah. that let, tells me more about maul yeah. and kira's relationship where dathomir comes in you know yep. uh, crimson dawn and what 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 they're up to in that time before the movie starts and after the movie ends i'm, I'm really interested in all that kind of stuff so yeah, yeah. i'll get I to this eventually too it's of all yeah. the novelizations it's the one i think yes. i'm most interested in yeah. and i did i did i was updating my star wars reading uh list because spreadsheets that's my life right. <laughs> and um 
and I'm going on a trip, so I was just figuring out what to listen to, mm. and I kind of randomized it. And actually, Ben, you'll like this. I'm listening to the Luke Star- uh, Skywalker, the Legend of Luke Skywalker oh, books. Nice, so I'm excited nice. to listen to that. That came up randomly, but I did There's add... There's a lot of good stuff in there, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I did add the solo novelization to that list, which is the first time oh, I've added cool. a novelization, because I do want to do that, yeah, but it'll probably close. be a while. Mostly because they're not. And we know happen. he's going to be. Uh, there's moments where Han's flying with Onyx Squadron, mm-hmm. uh, the Imperials. So that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, and the White Worms. I'm sure there's more on um, Lady Proxima, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Um, next on the list of uh, news items, we have uh, leaked set photos. Uh, we we I think we all took a gander at some of these leaked set photos that hit the web. I I believe yesterday or the day before. Yeah. 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 Didn't oh, make as big as waves. I haven't. The last I haven't looked two. at them. What do they look like? A forest? Yeah, it looks like a forest. Nice. Some people are referring Maybe to in them Northern California. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them are referring to them as jungles, but I don't I don't know yeah. why you would call that a jungle. It's a forest, but I'm not trying to like throw shade at anyone. Yeah. It's just you it's a forest. <laughs> yeah. I, it looks like a lot of like tall, limbless yes. pine trees. Yeah, right? exactly. And conifers ah. and things like that. So I wouldn't call it a jungle per se, but mm-hmm. would I you call mean, it a new a biome? Little, a little digital magic and those trees could look petrified, so I wouldn't be sure surprised could. if we're looking at Batu in episode nine. I'd be All surprised right. if we're not. Yeah, <laughs> really, really yeah. all going to come together there. Yeah. yeah, so it could be a significant planet in mm-hmm. the story. Definitely. I've, okay, I think all so. Right. I mean, cool. I like. I, I mean, my some of my favorite scenes in Star Wars history is is on Endor. I love that type of environment. I love yeah. that forest feel. Maybe it's just growing up in the Northeast. Yeah. Like to me, that's mm-hmm. wild and outdoors. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing that again. And if they and if just happened to name it Batu because that is synergistic for the Disney Corporation, I'm fine with that. I don't care as long as they're not like trying to literally sell me something in the middle of the movie where yeah. it's just like, hey, and then you can come here too. Right. Yeah. I mean, people, there have been rumors that it could be like Takodana, it could be Endor, <laughs> it could be Kashyyyk. Yeah. But I mean, looking at it, I, I can't help but think uh, Batu, and we know that Leia is transmitting to the Outer Rim allies, and we yes. know Batu is, is in the, the, the Outer, outer Rim. rim. Yeah. It just makes perfect yeah. sense. And like, there's no way it's going to be... Well, I don't want to say no way, because who am I? But, like, I don't think it's Kashyyyk just because the trees aren't big enough. Like, whenever yeah. I see Kashyyyk, I think these giant, Me too. massive exactly. trees. Um, it does look fairly close to Endor, but I just think, why would we go back to Endor? Why, why would we need they to go shoot back right to Endor? Why would they shoot Lucasfilm in Mirror Woods? Or right, exactly. Like, you know, make it look shot. exactly like it looked like. So, it's, I think it's going to be new. It's something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um, so. Hopefully, I would like to see Batu in the films because I sure. mean, if it's going to be the the main destination at, at Disney, why not get a little uh, uh, prologue about what it's all about and how it pertains to the characters we know and love in the films? So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, uh, more on, on on leaked photos. I, actually, maybe not so much leaked, but theme park photos. Yeah, I think they're leaked, but they're, they're leaked? Okay. technically I don't know. It might be like quote unquote leaked that Disney's like, oops, someone took these photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show the, uh, the only reason I say it's leaked is because there's still a lot of scaffolding around okay. everything. So it's not like, look at this, but you know, the, there was a photo that dropped a few weeks ago. We had all been texting to try to figure out what the, um, uh, what ship it is that's on there. Um, and then we also looked at, uh, there's some other stuff that are like spires, like communication spires mm-hmm. and stuff, but they're going for like a deserty, like landscapey, yeah. Batu like landscape. Um, and then the other thing that came out uh, regarding the theme parks is that I think last week uh, on the Disney Dish podcast, uh, there's a theme park expert who's worked quite a bit with Disney, uh, Jim Hill, who talked a lot about the Millennium Falcon ride, which is going to be their premier ride, um, it seems like, which is the way the ride works, motion simulator that uh, is interactive and six people sit in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Um, and it looks really, really fascinating in terms of like, 
what choices you make affects right. what happens in the ride. Mm -hmm. Which from like just questioning standpoint is fascinating. Like how does that work? Cause is everyone going to be clamoring to right. control the flights? Is some people are controlling the, the guns. Who's going to be controlling uh, what, what do all those six different things do that are there? I think it probably again just speaks to like role play, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. do um, some, um, just a little bit of you know it, it you know I think we're gonna get assigned roles or something and you know you're gonna have right. to sort of live this sort of like maybe when you went yeah. to the park you're like this is your designation right, right? and that would be really fun maybe you're armed with a little bit of yeah. information yeah. and you know something yeah. that can um, you know makes you uniquely qualified yeah. to do yeah um, do your job so they've been beta testing this ride um, uh, a little bit around there and they ran into some snacks which is that. They originally meant it to be completely interactive that if you are a bad pilot, you can crash the Millennium Falcon and the ride ends. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, people were crashing it a lot. And then the other five people were yelling at the person who crashed it. And so like, <laughs> so we're going to make it interactive, but not to the point where people break out and punch each other in the face, basically. Yeah. Oh, so they're starting Good to Lord. have to figure out what to do and scale back in terms of like their new things. You can't actually destroy it. You can severely damage it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe after what it looks like after coming out of the, uh, the, the Kessel run. Right. Um, and at the end of the day, that affects how you're treated, but they're kind of starting to put it a little more on rails than it was originally. It's not completely open-ended. Mm. There's some things that have to happen in order for the three-minute ride to actually complete because uh, people were, like, crashing it in 30 seconds. Wow. And the other thing they talked I about... I see myself being that person. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing, just to throw some numbers at you, and as a theme park enthusiast, I'm fascinated by yeah. this. So there are six people inside each one. There are seven pods operating at a time, so there's 42 people on the ride at one time. Um, so they did the math out and that basically means they have a maximum of 840 riders per hour, which sounds like a lot, but that's like half of what's going on in like the new Pandora ride and a quarter that goes on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So what that means is long, long, long waits. Like you're going to be in line yeah. for hours. And so if you're in line for hour and the, the jackass next to you crashes it in 20 seconds, like violence will, will, mm, will happen. Right. So they're, they're trying to go back to the drawing board and they're still trying to have that interactive and that you can do poor to uh, excellent and it'll affect your, your, how you're treated in a cantina and stuff like that. But uh, they have a deadline, April. Mm -hmm. They want the rides done by April wow. because they have to start training people. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to open, I think, later in the summer. So I think it's like two months wow. of training before they actually open the park because they want, they want it fully immersive, it sounds like. It's right around the corner. Yeah. yeah. What a big project. It's and one huge. of first of its, its kind, really. It's like a $2 billion investment <laughs> to just build, build both of these parks. It's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. And then speaking of fully uh, immersive, they're actually going to be the first, first thing in Disneyland proper that sells alcohol. The Cantina will sell mm. alcohol, which will be the first time they've sell, sold alcohol in Disneyland proper ever. Yeah. Wow. If anyone cares, I care. I care. I yeah. enjoy alcohol. Well, I hope we can yeah. enjoy the beverages we've been reading about in the books that I, I listened exactly. to in the previous podcast. That'd be yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I wonder how they're going to balance that system out so people don't get isolated down a path that they don't want to go down. Like, if, yeah. if it, there's these RPG elements where you're, you're creating your own reputation and right. identity in the Star Wars universe, what if you've had a couple drinks at the bar and you've made a couple bad choices and then you end up an Imperial or a bounty hunter right. or something like that? And yeah. so you don't want to, that, you don't feel like that identifies. Yeah. It, it's got to be, it's going to have to be chance based at least a little bit, right? Because yeah. everyone's going to walk in and be like, I'm a Jedi. And then you have like 50 million Jedi's yeah, walking around. Like Star Wars Galaxies. Like everyone wants to be a Jedi. Yeah. And then there's just a rare few who are. Exactly. Not Maybe you have to do some roles or something that comes yeah. in yeah. and you can, you get choices at some point. But yeah. like, unless you get the super rare hit the lottery Jedi, you're right. not a Jedi. You're not a force user. Especially, I mean, we don't really know what era this is, right? So. 
I mean, it's sort of interesting um, if this really is. Yeah. Or do we know? It'll be yeah. post episode nine, I think, right? It's it's they all they've said is it's sequel era. Okay. So okay. either post or something. That's what they've said. Right. So. So I mean, that's sort of interesting. I mean, they they sort of jammed it through, but. Mm-hmm. Thrawn had Batu in the prequel era and the original trilogy era. Yeah. And then no, now, we if, the if, if we do see yeah. it in the sequel, then that would cover all three. Mm-hmm. I thought they were just sort of, you know, allowing themselves to sort of um, touch on whatever they want. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe they could throw it back if they wanted to change up the theme. They could make it a prequel era, you know, right. uh, yeah. prequel era planet or, you know, and that, that could give it some new life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds really cool, though. Yeah. So, oh, wow. I mean, so they must know the vision for the post, what the the post Skywalker world galaxy is, and this yeah. is going to be the bedrock of it. Yeah, really, yeah. which is sort of strange yeah. to think of an amusement park. It's interesting. I wonder how much how quote unquote canon it's going to be, right? And, yeah. and knowing Disney, knowing the Lucas story group and the Star Wars, I feel like it's going to be very canon. It's not yeah. going to be like Star Tours, which when they updated it was very fun, but I got annoyed that I was fighting. Jar Jar Binks and was messing with me in Gungan City, and then there was Darth Vader, and then the Emperor popped up, mm-hmm. and all these things. I'm like, none of this happened together, and I'm that idiot yeah, yeah. in the background getting annoyed while everyone else right, is just right, laughing right. and having fun. Yeah, I mean, the Falcon's there, so that could we could be seeing a scene in Nine wherein the Falcon lands on Batu, and the, some event happens, yeah. and that's and that's highly informative of what the ride is, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that could be. That could be something. That's why I have a feeling that the, this is going to be scheduled or going to be taking place before episode nine because I'm still putting a lot of money on hmm. the Falcon not making it through episode nine. Yeah. And I wasn't just, it you, Grant, that was saying that you thought the, the Falcon was going to be destroyed in episode nine? It was um, one of you guys. I've been saying that a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are thinking that. I, yeah. No, I'm just I thinking think this that... Uh, I mean, this kind of goes to the opposite of that, right? Yeah. Lando will live. The Falcon will die. That's my call. I mean, there's Still, been a lot of trans- but you're going to be in a Falcon ride, though? In the- yeah. There's uh-huh. been a lot of changes made to Star Wars, and I, I love all the new changes. And I just feel like the last thing that kind of needs a little tune-up or a change is the, sh- the main ship of the saga. Right. You know, something yeah. something new. I, I'm, I'm sure Ryan's new trilogy will have a new ship with a new name, just as iconic as the Falcon, and it'll be I a central ship. I have a question yeah. for you all now that popped in my head. Yeah. So... George has always said that the through line for all these movies are the droids, right? Yeah. R2-D2 and C-3PO. I wanted R2 to die with Luke, but... So that's my question, (laughs) is do the droids make it through episode nine? Are they so heartless that they might scrap... One I think the they drawings. have to make it through because I think if you're going to have any sort of callback in a movie yeah. that's way in the future, it's like the only possible characters that could that could uh, make an appearance are like C-3PO, R2-D2, possibly Chewbacca. That's a good point. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, you don't, you're not relying on a specific actor for yeah. those things. To, yeah. And yeah. that'll give the whatever, however the piece is and however it's written, that will give it the little tinge of the OT or the kind of original uh, the fascination with Star Wars. It'll, it'll kind of bring that back into yeah. the, the flow. So that's that'll be fun. Um, cool. So final uh, topic on the news list is uh, Ryan Johnson and Ram Bergman are working on Knives Out, a uh, whodunit mystery thriller starring Daniel Craig as the <laughs> modern Poirot. So it's really, really cool. Can't wait to see that. Um, but of course, that means they are not working on a Star Wars movie, right? Yeah, now. correct. Correct. Yeah. But I'm nonetheless, he's definitely develop, uh, writing it. You know, he's writing yeah, those yeah. three films and, and that's going to be a year and a half, two year process just to get right. kind of outline for that trilogy yeah um, i I imagine yeah Yeah. pretty crazy how much time it takes to really i know do we know if ryan wrote knives out 
I don't actually. That's a good question. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. Anything I didn't see I that reading. either. Yeah, he's written everything. He's directed though at this he point, right? Yes, I feel like he's had a hand in the yeah. writing process. I have a feeling it's he must have at least co-written. I don't feel yeah, like he's going to take on someone else's property. Um, yeah, and I mean, we were talking a bit before, like, what does this mean in terms of timing? And mm-hmm. you know, I think a yeah. big part of it was that. I think Disney did have the vision that they were going to do two Star Wars movies a year and were using Solo as a test run for that. And it didn't work out the way they were hoping. I think they've kind of gone back to one movie a year and probably that messes with the timetable a little bit. So they let Mm -hmm. Ryan know that you have some time if you want to make another movie before you actually have to come back in. Right, right. That makes perfect sense because some of the books we've seen come out, like Smuggler's Guide and Pablo Hidalgo's new book, it's like they're definitely catering to the underworld. And it definitely seems like Lucasfilm might have been pushing the underworld storylines just to kind of maybe do a solo trilogy yeah and have that time just to you know build out that that i that uh that showcase and yeah. um but that doesn't look like it's gonna be the case now so yeah we're gonna have to wait for our next big you know star wars film when yeah. it's announced and whatnot and we know boba fett is uh in development with james mangold and um uh simon kinberg right right um so i hope that still is a go but we don't know. I mean, we yeah. assume it is. It is kind of. It is kind of fascinating that we don't know yeah. anything post nine. Right. right? Yeah. We really just don't know what the world yeah. is. And nine post. is a year and a half away. Yeah. Right. You know. Kind of love it. Yeah. yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Like I was getting a little annoyed, or get not annoyed, but I was getting a little nervous when they were really starting to call so much stuff way out, and I'm like, I don't necessarily want to know what Star Wars movie is coming in 2028 because that makes me think of how long right. I have to live to 2028 as opposed to like being surprised. <laughs> Like when Marvel does this thing where yeah. they like they set their calendar out like six years out, I'm like that's forever. Like that's I don't a really good point, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, and that, I mean, that's part of the magic of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's a little meta, right? It's the unknown. We don't right. know what's going to happen down the road. Yeah. And I mean, if they suspected that having so many Star Wars movies out maybe caused a little bit of fatigue and it yeah. caused Solo's numbers to dip just because I mean it was less than what five months between movies. Yeah. Um, then, I mean, this is the opposite of that. It's like, well, get ready because yeah. you're going to have to wait, you know, yeah. 500 days for the next movie. And then, you know, and we're not, a, you know, which means we're, we won't even know probably if there, you know, is a solid date on the horizon for another year. Right. For yeah. another movie. But in the meantime, we've got Resistance. Yeah, we got stuff. We've got Clone Wars coming out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and then who, when's Favreau's thing launching? I forget. I haven't heard uh, any time. Yeah. No, I don't really know when it's going to launch. Uh, I know he's still acquiring talent, okay. talent pool, uh, yeah. writers, yeah, things like that. Um, I mean, the run-up for a show is shorter than yeah. the run-up for a movie, so they can kind of True. move that through. I know that happened with the Titans show on on the DC app. They kind of hinted they hinted that, and then two months later they had a trailer, and it's going to pop, it looks like, three months from now. So it's yeah. like half a year usually lead up, not like that year and a half, two years for a movie. So yeah, they might call it now and be like, it's going to happen. Like, that might be the summer 2019 thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and we know, and with Knives Out, we know Daniel Craig has star power. I mean, he plays James Bond. Uh, do you think Disney is going to look at the box office numbers for this film, or do they, do they turn a blind eye and they just they enjoy the relationship with Ryan just as is, and they don't really need to get that to be validated in any way in terms of box uh, I, office success. So here's my, here's I'll put my cynical hat on for a second. Sure. Like, so the reason they got rid of Ryan or throw, was that his name for episode nine? What was who Colin Trevorrow? Trevorrow. Trevorrow. Yeah. 
So the reason they got rid of him, the reason they stated is he had, we were talking about it, whatever movie he did was just a bomb. And well, yeah, I mean, that was the I heard it because he was a jerk. Well, and uh, was no so that's the, the real reason, of... but Disney can't fire you because you're a jerk. They have to have something to say, like, look, well, actually, he just... Actually, both those reasons... they just said creative differences. Both those reasons are like, are like I don't know. Yeah. Both those reasons, reasons are solid. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, there was a lot of uh, speculation that the Book of Henry's uh, a oh, failure Henry. in the box office and things like that didn't uh, kind of... Uh, ruined the chances for him to direct episode nine, but in fact, I think it's been noted that they didn't like his script. Yeah, so I think he right. turned in his script yeah. a couple times actually. Yeah, and they didn't like any of the versions yeah. that he, he wrote. Yeah, so. that was so that, that was, that was the most concrete of, reason I heard. Yeah. yeah, even though allegedly he told Daisy Ridley yes. the ending of the script yeah. and she cried because yeah, yeah. it was so good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or well, she cried because it was so bad. That's right. funnier uh, reason. Yeah. <laughs> but they can still take that ending, right? And maybe it's just they didn't like the yeah. path to that ending, right? right? Yeah. And maybe there's a better path there. But I mean, so my thought is if if they're only going to pay attention to this to, to this movie if it's actively offensive in some way right. where like where like yeah. where it becomes a social issue or if they're really looking for a reason to get rid of him and they can use it as an excuse. But I don't think they are looking to get rid of him. I think they really are happy with him, and I think... Yeah. And we know that the Blu-ray sales for The, the Last Jedi kind of topped the charts. Uh, yes. It was announced early this week, so really, really cool. That, I mean, the movie's is, been selling really, really well. It's, it's extremely successful, yeah. no matter the vocal minority yeah, that, that exactly. maligns it, because they also went out and bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I have yeah. a feeling. <laughs> I'm a guy who's so-so on it, mm-hmm. and I bought it just to analyze every little second well, of that Star movie, Wars. so I wonder... Like, yeah, exactly. I own the prequels, and I've always been so-so on those, yeah, but yeah. I bought, I've bought i bought four yeah. different versions of those movies. <laughs> right, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I must own, like, f- five discs yeah. of Attack of the Clones. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I do. I don't know why. I think because in my binder, I literally movie. have three discs of Attack of the Clones, and I own it digitally. Why now. do I have so many Attack of the Clones DVDs? Oh, can't, man, you know, save me. Can't not have it. Mm-mm. So that's it for news uh, this cool. week. Wow. There's yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That was a quick one. Good week. Did you um, uh, want to go through comics? Sure. We got uh, comics this week. We got a couple of new ones. Uh, Star Wars, the the main run, 53, uh, and Dr. Aphra Annual, number two. Cool. Um, we get a we get a we The cover of Star Wars is somewhat misleading. <laughs> shows Han Solo in a X-Wing flight suit climbing up. And that's hinted at, but never actually delivered. In the, and it's one of the things that in comics that's always, even since I was a kid, has driven me nuts. Where you're yeah. just like, that's not in the issue. Why are you doing that? But I think yeah. it's it's going to get there. Is this the post-hangar bay door incident? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I'm trying to be really positive yeah, here. Yeah, okay, I, I, I don't want to be, like, because I Go like a lot about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to try to give them an excuse. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try to explain what's going on, my thoughts. Sure. There's a lot going on with them, you know, um, Poe Dameron's ending, and every mm-hmm. year or so they do a major crossover event, right? They did, like, Dr. Aphra right. and Star Wars right. last year with the Screaming Citadel, and they mm-hmm. did Darth Vader and Star Wars. And if I had to guess what's going on here is that there you have to line storylines up. Uh-huh. And my guess is they're like, oh, no, this thing that you thought was going to be a six-part series or a five-part series needs an extra one or two parts to it to get <laughs> it to that point. And yeah. so it feels a little bit like wheel spinning a bit. To be that, to be fair though, wheel spinning means you get like twenty pages of the Millennium Falcon and Tie Fighters fighting and X Wings fighting, so it's like it's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, not a lot happens. Like yeah. it, it kind of is just that the hangar bay doors are open. Now they have to let the other ships know that they can open up the hangar bays oh. and more ships can get out. How many pages do they use to tell that? How long's the issue? Twenty two <laughs> pages. So the entire twenty two pages. No uh, way. It's it's a lot, but like, but it's it's still like beautiful oh, like the artwork the is amazing is it's artwork yeah. so it's like 
I don't want to crap on it because it's like it's really a fun read. But like in terms yeah. of like if you're just breaking it down plot wise, yeah. not a if ton you're looking happens. for a lot of plot moving forward, but it's not that gorgeous episode. and it and it and it teases like who, Gillen is just a master, which I've discovered of just the dun 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 end yeah. moment of the book where I'm like I can't wait for the next issue. Like he, right. he's done that successfully <laughs> every single time, and the and the ending of this issue. Just leads you going. Can it be? Can it be November now or October now? Can yeah, we get yeah. to the next issue? Um, so it's good. It's just like I haven't really. This is the new, the new development team there. The uh-huh. new, uh, completely executive yeah, editors and stuff. Up. And so I'm not. Quite, I haven't quite got a feel for what they're doing over right. there yet. I mean, it's good reading, but it seems like they're not quite sure what they're. They haven't put their mark down yet of what they're going to yeah. be doing for the next. It's a lot of checks and balances too. It's I, they have to tiptoe around a lot. And the second one that came out this week is the second annual for Dr. Afra. Um, it's interesting because usually the the annuals are written by guest uh, writers. This time, not so much. It's done by Cy Spurrier, who is the main writer. Um, but so instead of having kind of a different take on or, or a different person writing it, he just takes a completely different couple of characters. And so the entire um, issue is focused on B characters who we may have met before. I can't remember, but it's Winloss mm. and Nock who is, who are married uh, group or married couple uh, of monster hunters. Amazing. Right. And uh, Nock is, uh, I believe human and Winloss is, oh, I'm sorry, got that backwards. Winloss is human and Nock is a female transition. Whew, very so, Super interesting. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes about mammal versus reptilian uh, feelings of love and what that means. Oh, wow. So it's it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's Dr. Great. Afra is fun, and it's just her communicating to them. She hired them to hunt a monster, and cool. so it's just like, again, I keep saying Indiana Jones, but it's Indiana Jones every time. It's just them yeah. going through a temple and yeah. avoiding booby traps, and it's <laughs> fun. Like, I don't want to say a lot more. It's just a fun ride. And yeah. just It's like a lot of the quick. deep lore stuff that people want out of the movies yeah. are just taking shape in Afra. We've yeah. seen ancient temples. We've seen yeah. holocrausts. We've seen Because a ghosts. galaxy a far, far away is a bottomless pit yes, of right. lore, and it's been in the Star yeah. Wars universe. It's like you could do this forever about random side characters yeah. that never have to be a thing. So I have a new segment called Random Technobabble from Dr. Afra. Yeah. All right. Someone read a line from Dr. Afra. <laughs> nice. Okay, fine. The Shadow Fang Beast is a, bio- is a bioconstruct from the Hundred Years Darkness. It generates resonance absorptive shield. Great. Okay. Love it. No idea what any of those That was techno babble from Dr. Afra. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Where's the shadow? So the shadow fang beast is, uh, was constructed by someone? It was like a genetic project? Yeah, it sounds like it's, I know. (laughs) I'm sorry. doing their job. You have to buy it to find out, Grant. Go to your local comic shop. Uh, No, I think it's just a a creature that is, um, yeah, bio-constructed. So I think, yeah, so it was created and like, there's a whole thing. It's a whole excuse for why you just can't shoot it and kill it. Because if you shoot and kill it, it's going to blow up oh. <laughs> and kill everyone. So they have to try to capture it. So it's a lot of fun. And a couple of characters, I hope, show up again. Not to spoil the ending, but... A couple robotic characters? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, Monster Hunter. I mean, when they make another RPG, Monster Hunter will have to be one of the classes. That's oh. pretty cool. Or mm-hmm. just redo Monster Hunter as a Star Wars video game. That would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Please imagine. No. Imagine. Uh, I never knew I like, wanted that. If I you had sold that. them that yeah. them the IP, they'd be like yeah, yeah. Star Wars, like Monster Star Wars Monster Hunter. Oh, like, good lord! So like frivolous and yet so amazing. I would People play would... that game. I would never play any other game. That's the only really? game I would ever play. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds good. Yeah. 
So, all right. That's cool. Uh, that's it's for the comics uh, two this week and uh, a couple next week coming up. And then, oh, I guess the other news, uh, just to talk about uh, newly oh, announced yeah, yeah. Uh, miniseries is coming in November. Is uh, I think a five or six part miniseries called Han Solo huh. Imperial Recruit. Oh, really? Yes, so it takes place right after he escapes uh, Corellia. So, right. so yeah. it's that segment that got cut from yes. the movie. Yeah, so it's going to be Which sounds really fun. cool. There were a couple images from that mm-hmm. that have been floated yeah. around, and it was yeah. him in like a Imperial training TIE fighter helmet, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't have like goggles yeah. on, but it looked pretty dope. So cool. I still wish that was in the movie, but I'll take it as a comic. I'll yeah, be very totally. Happy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when that gets released, I think that stuff's going to get released, right? Like what they filmed, yeah. There's definitely for the Blu-ray. Be, I'm yeah, stoked. There's a new Blu-ray. trailer for the Blu-ray yeah. that shows a few deleted scenes. Uh, and I think I saw awesome. one frame of the Falcon that looked different than. I've seen I'm really looking forward to that. I want to see the behind the scenes because I want to see. Is there any Lord Miller in that? Probably oh, not. They're definitely not going to cover that. No, they're no. Gonna, they're going to not like them. Not even happy, smiley moments of them doing funny scenes with Lord. No. Would love, would love to know. Both of us are just shaking our yeah, heads yeah, at Ben. Like, no. What's fascinating right. is we all thought that shower scene was totally a yeah. Lord, Lord Miller gag, but it was Ron Howard. It was Ron Howard. Yeah. I still, crazy. though, uh, is, um, do we know if the droid revolt is Lord Miller or Ron Howard? Because that would be my mm. guess for the uh, Lord Miller stuff. That's, that's a good question. I don't know. I think we... That information is out there, but I can't yeah. tell for certain. I do know the escape that, right afterwards. Yeah. Is... I, I do know the conversation that she's like when um, L three three eight is like, How's oh it? yeah, you know we have this hot and heavy relationship, yeah. and um, uh, Daenerys is like, how, how does, does that, that work? work? And yeah. she's right. like, it works. That's Ron Howard. Yeah, okay. oh, Def- yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's I love when those things happen, and it's actually similar to Justice League. Like yeah. the Justice League movie, a lot of the things that people thought Joss Whedon brought in right. were actually done by what's his face Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the Zach like Snyder. the Flash drawing funny faces on people. Yeah, yeah. Was Zack Snyder? Huh. Oh, they thought that was uh, they thought Joss. that was Joss Whedon. Wow. Other things I think are, Joss was more the banter, like the yeah. funny ba- family, or the, or the random banter. family that they had to rescue the entire right. time. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. That All right. Be. But this is not Justice League Weekly. Yeah, yeah. Thank no. God. Yeah, that felt very Age of Ultron <laughs> now that you say that. When, yeah, you, when, when you think Joss Whedon had a hand in Justice League. Uh, why why I, are we going on this tangent? You know what? Right, no, by the way, I love you, Joss. I can't wait for the Buffy reboot. Yeah. But please don't make it a reboot. Make it a continuation. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Because we know he's listening intently somewhere. He is. With a cup of tea and a vat of tears. I would want to know that uh, dear uh, sir's letter. Yeah, when they're in, I'll have uh, you know when they're in Dryden Voss's yacht. And I talked about this in our immediate reaction cast. I said that it kind of feels like Han and Kira just their demeanor changes just yeah. in a yeah. in a cut oh, hey. in a cut. Yeah, they kind of changes. I would love to know if they both had if Lord and Miller had a hack at that scene and Ron Howard had a hack, hack at that scene and they both they used they used I a have combination a feeling of feeling a lot of the a lot of the differences weren't full scenes but like yeah. within yeah. scene changes so yeah it I wasn't think, total yeah. distance it was like the characters demeanors changed yeah. slightly yeah right. you almost, you you have to almost feel yeah. 4 yeah. months had passed yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> in a weird way that's, yeah. Been, yeah you have yeah. to imagine at some point they were like okay keep this can't keep this yeah, keep yeah. this can't keep mm. this and I mean we're talking shot for shot yeah, right yeah. so yeah and Ron had to do all that, and it appears that he did most of it right. over. But like, maybe there's a, there's yeah. a couple of those that they yeah. were doing. And I mean, um, uh, Amelia Clark, I mean, famously was like, I was so glad there were some performances I really wanted to take another crack yes. at. Yeah. And she was stellar through that whole so movie. Good. So especially yeah. those scenes were, I she mean, is, just shocking scenes. They're yeah. just so lovely. And she's one of those characters in the Star Wars universe that's just 
like it kind of like under the surface but is like beloved online like right. if you go on instagram yeah the number of like kira fan art stuff like oh, a really? lot of like and i don't want to i don't want to narrow it down to a single gender but like a lot of female yeah. star wars fans really really connected with yeah. the character because yeah. there's a character with depth right like yeah. that character is awesome yeah, i love that really character cool. yeah I um I actually wanted to mention this earlier, but I was chasing a chewini around my kitchen. Yeah. Um, there. Google it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what a chewini is. Um, and but I, I finally finished Most Wanted. Um, oh, oh. I've been I've been talking <laughs> yeah. about this book for like I don't know ten weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, and then, and Adam, I know you finished it yeah, several weeks now ago. You know that you'll never been left wondering whether or not they survive. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you'll be shocked to know that. Yeah. So it's a prequel to Solo mm-hmm. and I guess it's young adult or whatever, right. but it doesn't read like young no, adult no. at all. No, no. Um, but it's very flattering to Han and it's very flattering yes. to, uh, yeah. to Kira. Um, but it was cool. I learned so much about those characters. I thought yes. they were very consistent with the movie, that whole book. It, yeah. it and just seems, it fits in Very illuminating yeah, 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 uh, yeah. to those characters, especially yeah. for, you know, quote unquote, young adult. I didn't know it would, fell into that category mm-hmm. um, before or no, during while I was reading it. Right. Yeah. Um, those categories are amorphous yeah. at best. Like the lines. We're talking Legends of Luke Skywalker is in young adult. Yeah. No, it's totally yeah. not. I mean, no. it, totally, and it's, the stories are deep and they're interesting. And they're, yeah. they, I, I don't think a young oh, person yeah. could grasp the magnitude. Yeah. And almost, I mean, in my mind, essential. Like yeah. what my mission uh, with this podcast is I get to talk to you two guys yeah. about the cross cutting between all the media. Like exactly. That's yep. that's, yeah. that's where my joy yes. comes from because it's so cool that there's this overarching thing and it's mm-hmm. it's a very simple puzzle, but I'm a very simple man. <laughs> and it's like just like pleases me to make these connections between these things. Yeah. And it's like in that, you know, Luke book, you see where he learns how to spearfish with a yeah, hundred yeah. foot pole. I can't wait. Like well, I don't know, that's that makes me yeah. just six hour flight to California, that's what I'm doing. I'm that's what you're doing. Just crush zone it. out and listen to Sky Skywalker. Do it, um, Do so it. I think Solo comes out streaming uh, for purchase on the 14th. Okay. Um, oh, cool. So it won't be next week, but maybe the week after we'll do a coverage of all the bonus material for a mm. second part of the show. We'll take a break from Campbell. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be good yeah. use of the... Okay. You want, the yeah, so you want to take a kneel on the... On the a well, I think like we did with like when uh, Last Jedi came out, right? I think it's good to yeah. kind of go through all the bonus material and talk about yeah. the behind the scenes and the commentaries. Awesome. Let's yeah. do it. I think we'll, we'll be Love slingshotting into a VFX episode right after Campbell as well that I'm okay, cool. figuring, configuring. Uh, well, actually, actually, it's a good way to move into Campbell's. That's actually a yeah. good breaking point because I think sure. um, this week we're covering chapter two. And yeah. Next week we'll, capture, we'll, chap, we'll, we'll cover chapters three and four because chapter four is eight pages. Oh, okay, cool. And then that puts us into part two. So it's actually oh, a nice great. break. Like we've finished part right. one. Maybe we take a break and do... Uh, to solo and then yeah. come back in yeah. the yeah. second part. For those of you that are listening to us cover the Hero of a Thousand Faces Star Wars perspective investigation, whatever. Um, Official it, uh, title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are there are broad chapters um, of which we're trying to do one a week, um, which are you know pretty sizable. But there's only six of those: mm-hmm. uh, a prologue and an epilogue. Um, but the whole book is split into two halves as well. There's a yeah. part one and a part two. So. That's what he's referring to. Yes. Um, next week, we will finish up officially part one, the first half of the book. Um, and uh, yeah, that'll be cool. And then, yeah, we'll do something else and come back to this. Um, I Again, SW Weekly Pod at uh, Twitter and then um, the Star Wars Weekly Podcast on um, the Gram. Or is it just the Star, the, Wars, the Star Weekly? Wars Weekly? I think. Sorry, the Star Wars Weekly. I only made these accounts. Um, <laughs> I also, the Star Wars, yeah, yeah. just. Star Wars Weekly on yeah Instagram and at gmail.com. 
Um, let us know how we're doing. I'm dying to know if you guys are like, stop talking about this, or if you think it's as fascinating as we do. I mean, yes. not only is this book the core of all the lore and mysticism in Star Wars and really illuminating as to how really the brilliance of George Lucas to be like, yes, and the parts that he pulled out to create his fascinating story. I mean, it's one thing to yeah. see this. It's another thing to fabricate it into this American no, story. Right. The brilliance but and it, sometimes the yeah. simplification. Yeah, I was Lucas. talking to one of my best friends who actually got me into reading this morning, um, Rico, and we were uh, pretty much I realized it's the foundation of all of my favorite books. And right. I see it everywhere. And, yeah. um, you know, Hyperion oh, yeah, uh, by Dan totally. Simmons, oh, certainly uh, The Gunslinger. Yeah, um, yeah. And Lord it's, of the Rings. I mean, you can just go on Right, and on. yeah. Just go on and, and on and on. That's not your favorite, but like... Yeah, uh, Harry it's Potter, right there. Like anything, that, anything that's anything. Just any narrative in general, yeah. I yes. feel like, takes from... Yeah. Him. I really think he's on his journey. Because you can right. look at things that don't hit as well. Like any of the young adult... Um, like Hunger Games, right? Hunger Games is perfect. It hits this perfectly. And then there's yeah. all those Hunger Games... Yeah. Like divergent, I think was a right. thing. Yeah. And you could see him going, No, you're not quite getting it. Like you're yeah. just like you just watch the Hunger Games as opposed to Susan Collins who probably read this and studied Campbell and did all that and knew yeah. and made a good myth and they just watched the Hunger Games and said, I can do that. Yeah, and it's like, no, yeah. you missed the whole yeah, this is yeah. like the reason why you like what you like is because of Joseph Campbell's a hero with a thousand faces. Yeah. Right. And um it's just really cool to see the back. And and no one borrowed from this book more than George Lucas. Oh, no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's almost and, like and, literal borrowing. Yeah. And Ryan, the chapters too. We read. <laughs> yeah. And Ryan, I mean. And Ryan, this past Ryan chapter too. actually yes. has really, it showed me that no, actually he read more than the prologue. He yeah. did. Like, yeah. There was a prologue in one chapter. And no. maybe, and no, no, he I, read the whole I'm book. Sure we'll he, see no, the, I'm sure yes. we'll see the whole thing yeah. um, because there's a lot of The Force totally. Awakens in this, uh, in these, really it's a collection of six sub-chapters within chapter two. Yeah. Um, so um, we, we've been through, uh, part one was the departure, chapter one was the departure, yeah. uh, we did the call to adventure, we did the refusal of the call, we did supernatural aid, the crossing of the first threshold, and the belly of the whale, yep. and now we're on to the initiation. Yeah, chapter two, overarching initiation, Yeah. subtitle, uh, the first yeah. one is the road of trials. And, and one thing I'll say is, if, you, if you've already jumped off, you're not hearing me talk, Here <laughs> I stop the podcast, but if you, if you stick yeah. around... If you haven't read the book, that's okay. Like we're gonna break yeah. it down for you, yeah. and so you don't feel don't feel the need that this is a literal book club where you have to read to appreciate this. You'll still get a lot out of it. But yeah. Yeah. I would, and we're just gonna recommend... focus on the on the Star Wars yes. stuff as much yeah. as possible. Exactly. Yeah, we I would highly that. recommend reading it because it's a really great read. But you don't yeah. have to to appreciate what we're talking about. Yeah, he's very concise. Though when he gets into the more complicated theories, yep. he gets into more complicated language, as I have found out. This is stretching the absolute abilities of me to cognitively understand right. words on a page. This is tough. This is tough stuff. Again, from someone who wrote a dissertation and read deep theory books, this stuff is tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> but dense. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, re it's rewarding, but yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Good. How do you guys feel about reading the first uh, paragraph, just one of us doing it, and then, because I feel like yeah. it's a good premise. Yeah, I think for most yeah. of the chapters, the yeah. first paragraph kind and we'll of. And yeah, we'll go around and switch. Okay, switch do you want to start? Yeah, I'll start off. So, so, first part of the initiation is the road of trials. Uh, this first paragraph gives a ni nice kind of uh, outline of what, what that means. Uh, so, once having traversed the threshold, the hero moves in, into a dream landscape of curi curiously fluid ambiguous forms where he must survive a succession of trials this is a favorite phase of the myth adventure it has produced a world literature of miraculous tests and ordeals the hero is 
covertly aided by advice, amulets, and secret agents of the supernatural helper whom he met before in his entrance into this region. Or it may be that he here discovers for the first time that there is a benign power everywhere supporting him in his superhuman passage. Huh. huh. A benign yeah. power everywhere. At all familiar. I don't right. think I've ever encountered that in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine, like, Lucas's <laughs> copy of this? Like, the circles and the yeah. stars and, like, you know. What should I call it? The will, oh, the, the way. The wills, the, the thing, meow, meow. The power. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of exerted thing. Um, yeah, the force. So, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so there that is. But and then, again, yes. so this, herein lies the bulk of most of the movies we've seen right. in the right. Uh, I don't know, post, what, 1979? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, The Road of Trials is the majority of movies. Like, that's yeah. what they're focused on because yeah. it makes for good viewing. Yeah, it's totally yeah. great. And I feel like this is one of the one of the aspects that, I'm granted, will illuminate how this is shown many yeah. times in, um, in Star Wars. But I feel like I can never get enough of The Road of Trials. Oh, agreed. Yeah, it's yeah. the most rewarding part. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can, also, it can also be a perilous journey into your own spiritual labyrinth too. That's yeah. kind of a big, big part of it. Right, and we talked about that too. Where a lot of you know, a lot of what Campbell's talking about here is he's got this Freudian dreamscape. Uh, you know, how do you navigate your own subconscious to right. find out what you don't know? Yeah. What are you hiding from yourself? Yeah. What do you not understand that makes you enlightened, um, at peace, understanding, empathetic? Um, it's really deep, and it gets deeper as we go into this. Um, but let's let's get it back to Star Wars for a second here. Yeah. Um, do we have any classic trials I mean, in Star Wars that you guys can think of? When I read this, I just thought Luke of the Death Star run was my thing, right? Yeah. yeah well, well, I mean, wait, the Death Star run, yeah. yeah. So that was the first thing that popped in my head, too, where, yeah. like, actually the trench run, right? Yes, yeah. Like, right. I mean, it's a literal gauntlet. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, he kind of does, too, right? Because oh, totally. the Death yeah. Star itself is a maze. Yes. And very yeah, much right. this, I mean, we yeah. called it the belly of the whale, yeah. but it's a series of trials. Yes. Right. Yeah. And there you've got to swing over the pits, and someone's got to right. undo yeah, we, the, we you know, shield generator. The, uh, we can go all the way back to the, the Tusken Raiders and the, the attack yeah. of Luke with the remote yeah. droid. Uh, totally. Uh, yeah. Swinging mm-hmm. uh, over the, the chasm of the Death yeah. Star. Mm-hmm. All that. I mean, there's so many. There are. Trials. I mean, yeah. I think when I read this, it was just like every single thing I think of iconically Star Wars yeah. is pretty yeah. much a trial. And I mean, we're, trial. we're speaking, when I'm, we say original trilogy, it's primarily A New Hope. I mean, because... Yeah, Lucas didn't know he was going to make more than one of these. Right, really. Like, I think he just and he made it count on the first the one. In, yeah, in in A New Hope, and then had to re-extend the loop yeah. when he decided to make. When Which he knew he was I don't know. More. The more I, I want to read more of this because mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. actually I feel like Return of the Jedi because they get there's yes. something past. You know, the last. Subchapter in here is called the ultimate boon, which is like yeah. the reward you get yeah. at the end of a cl- completing. But it keeps going a lot, like yes. a much, much oh, yeah. longer. Yeah, there are and multiple it, boons. There's multiple trials. Multiple types yeah. of boons. Right. There's you die, you come back. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of out of, of things, and I think that uh, that happens yeah. very much so yeah. in Return of the Jedi. And um. No, I wrote Return of Jedi a lot in a lot of these. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What about prequel trilogy classic trials? I have uh, Obi's journey to Geonosis. I mean. He sort of he has his own yeah. odyssey, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we it could be viewed as a film noir sort of thing, but where did film noir get it, right? Right, film noir um, gets into this, yeah. But like very much his talking to Dak, and then you know going to Jocasta New, and yeah. going to Camino, yeah. and then following it, you know, battling yes. with with Django, right. going through it, the Astro Field, going to Geonosis, yeah. being yeah. attacked by yeah. monsters. Like that's a classic trial. Yes, and a lot of the trials can be cerebral, right? right. And like with that you you yes, kind of mentioned Grant, right? Yep. And so like it's not just all these physical trials. That a lot of that is him trying to figure out, chase those 
the temptation to the dark side is a, is a major oh, trial. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Uh, oh, the all truth. the films. Well, yeah, yeah his, yeah, his yeah, yeah. Dooku. I mean, right. Dooku is a, a, a male siren, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. Like calling to the dark side, being like, I'm laying out my cards here. You know I'm being authentic. Search your feelings. I'm being yeah. truthful, which he was. And he was, but Obi-Wan being the dope show and my favorite character was like, nope, get effed. Yeah. Yeah. And then even Palpatine might seem as like a benign father figure yes. in trial. It yeah. Know, he turns out to be definitely a malevolent force yeah. at mm. the end. So. Yeah. I just, a, yeah sorry. I was, uh, one more thing. I just want to say Annie's pod race is, is, certain, oh, is a oh, trial. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. There's I just kind of, have a blind spot when it comes to the prequels with this stuff for some reason. And you're yeah. like, yeah. you you just read it. Like, you're yeah. always like, this, 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 this. I'm like, that's right. There's a reason I can't get to the prequel. <laughs> you got to give this. it credit, man. I, yeah. I don't know. I just loved these, but these yeah. movies when I saw them, they were but, so opulent and beautiful and dynamic. You guys reawakened my love for the prequels, and nice. this is helping to continue <laughs> it. Actually, I'm mean, I'm enjoying it more and more every time I read this. I feel like there's there's kind of a symbolic aspect to the Road of Trials as well, and I think that when we do go back to A New Hope and we go to that remote droid, droid scene, drone scene, mm, yeah, uh, Obi Wan tells. Uh, Luke mm. to put down the blaster shield and cover his eyes, right? Right. It's because he doesn't believe. Right. It's almost like a symbol that he he doesn't believe, and it, you know, Obi Wan saying, "Hey, don't don't focus on it with your eyes. Don't 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 just use your, your eyes, eyes can to deceive find. you." Yeah, exactly. And it it feels like that's kind of that's definitely playing to the symbolic nature of the the trial. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. I have one that's on eighty four that I was kind of like wondering. Mm. So we talked about belly of the whale stuff last year. Oh, yeah. Last year. Feels like last, last year. Last week. <laughs> My, the semester just started for me, guys, yeah, yeah. so I'm a little brain dead and will be for the next 13 weeks, so I apologize. Great. Um, four hours of sleep a night is awesome. Uh, so um, we talked about Belly of the Whale, and one thing we didn't mention is the cantina, right? But I had this thought that the cantina is actually mentioned here in this trials on page 84. It says, mm-hmm. and so it happens that if anyone undertakes for himself the perilous journey into the darkness by descending either intentionally or unintentionally into the crooked lanes of his own spiritual labyrinth, he soon finds himself in a landscape of symbolic figures, any of which may swallow him. Wow. And I just thought Cantina and Maz Kanata's, can, like, it yeah, just so reminds me of that. That's like, what that is. You just see all those weird figures and these, like, dreamlike figures almost, and so, like, these unconscious or subconscious right, or symbolical right. figures. Well, let's talk about that in reference to the sequel trilogy and mm-hmm. Force Awakens for a second. Because, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we've, I'm sure everyone's gone over Mon, um, you know, the, the whole Cantina affair. Yeah. Um, and Moss Eisley. But, I mean, that's very interesting because it is. Because there's, we, we have our full cast there. Yeah. And there's uh, a bunch of, any, anyone could swallow it up. And yeah. Finn almost got swallowed right there, right? Yeah. That was almost he was ready it. to leave with two right. not so right. great people, didn't seem like. like he well, they seemed awesome to me. I thought they were dope. But like he just would have, <laughs> yeah. you know, disappeared into oblivion yeah, he rather than face his... shipper or right. smuggler or something. Yeah. Right. Even though... This, if Campbell's taught us anything, as the hero's journey goes, he would be plagued for the rest of his life. Right. Most, you yes. know, mm-hmm. probably because of that. Ignored the calling, yeah. Ignored his call. Um, and what's interesting, I think, about the Maz Kanata scene that we often, or I often ignore, is, like, so Ray, like, when she steps out of the Millennium Falcon on Takadana, right? Yeah. Her first thing is, like, you just have this, I have this moment of just such deep empathy for her when she mm. sees the green and the water and not yes. realizing. But, and so I think that, overshadows the fact that when she walks into the cantina, that must be a huge experience for her. Because if you right. look at, like, Jakku, there are diversity of, of aliens, but it's a relatively, yeah. like, small settlement. It doesn't seem like her life has an involvement of, like, this galactic 
trade route thing, you know? Yeah. So it must be really overwhelming. And they do that scene when they kind of like do that pan across similar to Luke in A New Hope. But like, right. I think it hits harder in A New Hope that we get that from Luke. And we don't, I don't get that from Ray whenever I see that scene, though I think that's kind of what they were going for. Well, I mean, she has the most dramatic break uh, coming into the force of any character. Yes, she does. She does. I, I mean, in the way yeah. I'm looking at it, and I feel I feel terrible talking about this as a man, but I mean, it's like, some, I don't know, but I guess as a human, like when we go through puberty, right? Right. Like yep. that's, it was that dramatic. Like yes. I remember when that happened to me and it was like my world got turned upside down and then one day I was like, what's going on? What's going life? on? And it's a scary. For a girl, like, I don't yeah. understand what that's like, but like that's, I mean, it was just like, she's tripping. There's a thing calling to her. Her whole, like, yes, she was already very vulnerable yeah. because she'd never seen grass before, let alone a whole planet covered in green with all that much water and then all of a sudden all those crazy aliens then all of a sudden yeah. this I, this totem from myth mythology is calling to her so she had and a that, lot that, coming I think out there's of a, this the sentence right after that actually pertains to that in a direct way i feel like it's a, in the vocabulary of the mystics this is the second stage of the way that mm-hmm. of the purification of the self when the senses are cleansed and humbled the energies and the interests concentrated upon transcendental things or in vocabulary of the more modern mm. turn this is a process of dissolving transcending or transmuting the infantile images of our personal past and that is her flashback at the yeah. end when she's oh, yeah. seeing Literally. her childhood she's seeing yes. what has affected her psyche wow. the most yeah. wow it's kind of that's so. That's really great. I mean, you really nailed it. I, I always thought those were sort of canned scenes with the like, oh, all the like well, we creatures. We need that but, moment to happen, yeah. so then we can see the gargoyles and the ogres and the trials take yeah, form right. after that. So now yeah. that you've dealt with that psychological, that's um, fantastic. Issues, that's fantastic. Yeah. I was also just thinking um, for Han, it's very much a callback to what he's been ignoring, mm-hmm. right? Like right. he is the plagued character that's ignored his, mm-hmm. the you know, the demons in his subconscious. I mean, the right. literal Minotaur in his maze is his son, yeah. right? Which and, is like what the Minotaur and is. We'll and get he's to it been later, ignoring. but they talk about how the father works as another womb for a second birth. Yeah. And yeah, Kylo's, which really grosses Kylo's, me out. It's I was really weird. Turning green in the middle yeah. of Starbucks this morning. What because right. of that? The second <laughs> circumcision. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, uh, is the hero the, penis. No, the hero. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we get to read we'll get the to words it. "hero penis." I mean, it's a major not thing ironically. It happens it's twice because then they split it open again later. Which right. They oh, split yeah, it up again. I that's the one that like. I'll never get over that. Okay. I'm like, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Oops. I puked in my mouth. But I can't help but think. My second. I can't help but think. That was in JJ's mind when he was writing *The Force Awakens* uh, with with Lawrence Ka- Larry Kasdan, and uh, you know that the, the murdering of Han Solo by Kylo Ren feels like a second birth. For yes, hundred percent, hundred percent, a second birth into evil, yeah. right? Into a which new... also works with his murder of of Snoke. It's like right. a third birth, yeah. like third it's birth. like tripling down yeah. on evil. He's like, definitely tripling yeah. down on evil. Yeah, yeah. And I would flip yes and yes, but I would also flip the coin to to Han, where I feel like. That was very much his ultimate. This was him, like, looking past eternity. And we're going to get into this, like, later. But, like, looking past the gods, seeing where he was going, looking at his wife, saying, I'm going to confront these battles. But this is is him absolutely... eviscerating himself giving up yeah. his body yeah. for what he knew to be right well, because okay. there was no doubt in his mind 
There is no, you know, hesitation. Yes. I honestly think that he knew exactly what was going to happen. I'm starting to come around to your side of that argument. I really yeah. do. When I, when I watch that now, now I feel like he knows. This. He knew when what was happening. He steps you, out on that, yeah. on that walkway. He knows he's done and he just wants. This is the end of to, my journey. Yeah. If he this just doesn't want his son to hurt anymore and he'll right. do whatever it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, if you need to take this step in order to finally come back it's around to the light. Cry, guys. Yeah. Let's cry. Let's cry <laughs> it out, guys. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah. that literally, the guy's actually getting choked out. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, he just wants to do whatever he does to make his son not hurt. Yeah. yeah. I love the sequel trilogies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Hey. The fourth one gets quite good. Yeah. It's it emotional, like, a way. Another I little, felt. like, news nugget that got snuck in there last week that I forgot to talk about is that uh, I think uh, The Force Awakens had, I'm sorry, The Last Jedi had the best year of any movie um, so far in 2018. Yeah. Um, Better than Black Panther, better mm-hmm. than, in, in than Avengers aspect, uh, sales. So uh, whatever DVD sales, you, uh, no sales? overall sales like ticket oh. sales and, national and, or uh, global. Uh, global really Avengers yeah. or Infinity War. I mean one and everything. more. N- I, but for for the year of 2018, I don't know. Oh, uh, so wait, maybe it so, wasn't. Maybe it was DVD. Yeah, maybe oh. it was Blu-ray. I think you're looking at Blu-ray. maybe it was Blu-ray yeah. because they just haven't. Well, been so out here's yet. the thing: if you think about it, from if you're actually using the cuffs of 2018, yeah. You have Force Awakens or uh, Last Jedi coming out a week before 2018 starts, so right. you have 12 months of sales. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. you have Black no. Panther coming out in week, eight, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. They February. have three months on them, right? And and but actually still per a month, major thing. Black Mas- uh, uh, Black Panther is outselling them like yeah. 745 million to yeah. 600 million. <laughs> but still, I'm just saying <laughs> the, for right. all the like. For all the haters, the yes. loud haters, they are in the mic. This I mean, is that's a, a very thing. successful, amazing movie. We're worked. arguing whether whether it was number one, two, or three yeah. right. in a year <laughs> yeah. of yeah. humongous movies yeah. where even it's, no, even it's number it's three It's an unequivocal success. Years. Yes. And it's it's continuing to be a success because it's a Financially and movie. suck it critically. Yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Anyways. I'll just jump, so I'll jump to page so 80. page. So don't believe the haters. They're I'll just jump to page 87. I'm an idiot. Close. Uh, yeah, I feel like there is a sentence here or two that we should pay attention to in terms of how Kylo and Rey are getting along on okay. their adventure. Um, where did it start here? Let's see here. There can be... Actually, starts on 86. There can be no question the psychological dangers through which earlier generations were guided by the symbols and spiritual exercises of their mythological and religious inheritance. We today... In so far as we are as unbelievable unbelievers, or if believers, in so far as our inherited beliefs fail to represent the real problems of contemporary life, must face alone or at best with only tentative, impromptu, and not often very oh. effective guidance. This is our problem as modern, enlightened individuals for whom all the gods and devils have been rationalized out of our existence. And I, I, since the Jedi religion is dead yeah. in the original trilogy, I mean. Kylo and Rey are really working right. with nothing. It's really by the time you think about yeah. it, right? By the, the sequel trilogy, it's really, really, really dead. dead. Yeah. Like it's yeah. generationally yes. dead. Like generations yeah. haven't have mm. passed before. So that's really interesting. No, I missed that. Really cool. Yeah, I missed that I, too. Totally. That that not often very effective guidance line. Right. Double underline. Yeah. I noticed that. I mean, that yeah. is no offense to Luke, but that's Luke to a T in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. Or even like if you you can leave Luke out of it and just look at like Episode Seven, she has no guidance no. other than Maz saying. This was meant for you, yeah. right? Like that's literally the only guidance she gets is that you have a power and you should do something about it. But there's still a human course, right? There's still yes. something inside of us, a, mm-hmm. a, a will for adventure, a kind of a, a drive to figure out our own kind of spiritual labyrinth that's that's in Ray and that's in yeah. Kylo. 
but they're not getting the support yeah. they need in terms of a spiritual aid or See, spiritual guidance. That's why yeah. it would have made so much more sense if Snoke wasn't a Force user and Snoke was just obsessed with the Force. I like. I, I was right there with you. Yeah. You should see. You should see right? fifteen out of my you know seventy <laughs> theories. It was, it was, he was like a kyber crystal tycoon. Yeah. He was like a religious yeah. fanatic. He was like all these things. That it would have been less effective guidance yeah. because now he's just a, a kind of an emperor clone. Hopefully yeah, not yeah. literally. Yeah. That like it's 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 that takes away a little bit. From Hopefully this, not literally. Yeah. The fact that like <laughs> it would have been great. If both of them had very limited guidance yeah. by anyone who is knowledgeable in the force. And yeah. I think the STs work. I think that's the STs angle is to show that modern approach to myth, which is like we don't have the kind of spiritual yeah. infrastructure to deal with these psychological yeah. daemons and things like that. So we have to kind of do it on our own. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wanted Luke to talk to Ray at the end of the film and say, yeah. "It's you got to do this on your own." Yeah. Right. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get I'll there. Get it. It'll I'll happen. Get it. I just, uh, yeah. Again, I really I feel like the sequel trilogy. It's yeah. just, it's not put into tight boxes. No, That's part no. of what they they're doing to sort of not, you know, to not make this so trite and like and predictable. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, th I think you'll get it, but you're not yeah. going to get it where you thought you would get exactly. it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, I have something on 89 if anyone has sure. anything before 89. So. Uh, 88. I just, um, I love they had this like one, this one fable, but uh, and, and the, the answer is always extraordinarily, oh, Inanna, um, have the decrees of the netherworld been perfected? Oh, Inanna, do not question the rights of the netherworld. And I was just like, this is Disney's reply to trolls always. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if all they wrote back to people was, oh, oh and yeah. Just that's it. And people be like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? I even thought about just like starting a Hero with a Thousand Faces account um, on like Reddit <laughs> and just like only replied in quotes from Hero with a Thousand That'd Faces to so like trolls. we're going to get on to 89, I have a big theory that kind of rides on some of this text here. But you, all right, but do, I see how your markings are higher up on the page than mine. So you no, go. mine are right here. Uh, I, Mine are here too. You okay. go. You All go right. first. Man. Um, well, I mean, you go okay. ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Your theory. I mean, it really it. comes to Inanna and Irish Kigal, the two sisters. But I can't help but put Kylo and Rey as that that, that right. sibling. So just so just a quick I, background. Uh, Inanna's trying to get to meet her sister in the underworld. Right. right? Inanna's trying to meet Irish Kigal in the to. Uh, yeah. Uh, attend her wedding or something? Uh, no, was she was like she that. was dead, but she wanted to join her, symbolizing the two goddesses. I don't know, guys. Well, uh, she's Nana going to see your sister. She's, she's going to see. Let's just say she's going to see your sister. They're both goddesses of so, things um, that are important, etc. But Irkishkal obviously represents the dark, uh, the night, and then Inanna represents the light. Yeah. Um, uh, Inanna, Ray, Irkishkal, yeah. Kyla, yeah. right? And ultimately, they're sisters because it's the 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 ultimate kind of rival or trial you'll have to deal with once you enter the kind of perilous uh, landscape yeah. of, um, uh, that's a spiritual labyrinth and has all these Right, and in, the, in this one it's the underworld, there's it, seven gates. You'll eventually underworld. come across your shadow, right? Yes. And that's kind of the main uh, right. battle that's going to happen. And then, But in the end of that battle, I, well, we'll read some text here. So the hero, whether god or goddess, man or woman, the figure in a myth or dreamer of mm -hmm. a dream discovers and simulates his opposite, his own unsuspected mm -hmm. self, yeah. either by swallowing it or being swallowed, one by one, uh, the resistance are broken. He must put aside his pride, or her. She must put her aside, if we're using um, yeah, Ray, Nana as Ray. She, this, she yeah. must yeah. put aside her pride, her virtue, beauty, and life, and bow or submit to the yeah, absolutely, absolutely intolerable. Yeah. Then she finds that he, uh, that she and his opposite are not of differing species, but of one flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I say Ray and Kylo, brother and sister, yeah. I had the exact would, same make the, would tie the films together in a beautiful, beautiful yeah. way and be highly, yeah. highly mythologically so, sound. I had yeah. very similar, and afterwards I wrote, maybe this is the true nature of balance? 
like this idea yeah. of balance, right? And right. so my yeah. thought was, if they're not brother and sister, they somehow need to be united. So this is again to those Raylo yeah. shippers out there. The one flesh, right? That yeah. runs out, right? Right. Like I also I wrote under Ray and Kylo, Luke and Vader. Because it works for mm-hmm. father and son also, yeah, right. and I mean yeah. very much so, right? In the his vision in the cave, it's mm-hmm. like but it, he's like, "You are me. We yes. are the same flesh." Right, exactly. In some way, there's it, it does argue for some Dark connection between Ray right. and Kylo that goes beyond simple antagonists, an antagonist right. relationship, right? Like it's got to be, yeah. it's got to end somewhere. There's some joining between them in some way. Right. Yeah, and I think the. A sentence after that is actually really, really interesting uh, in terms of nine. I'm thinking about episode nine and what mm. could happen. Uh, the ordeal is a deepening of the. This is right after we uh, that the Ray and Kylo find that they're one flesh. Uh, yeah. in, in this instance, the order, the ordeal is deepening of the problem and of the first threshold, and the question is still in balance. Can the ego put itself to death? For the many-headed. Is this surrounding Hydra, one head cut off, two more appear, unless the right caustic is applied to the mutilated stump? Um, so that's kind of like, it's like Kylo is the ego, right, that needs to, the flame needs to be put out, you know. Yeah. And and Campbell keeps coming back and back to like, that's, this is this is how you slay the Minotaur yeah. in the maze, is like by defeating your ego. Yep. And, you know, and which is just sort of like taking the blinders off and seeing yeah. your own worst faults. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, that is fascinating. That's fascinating. Did you? Was there something? I, that was it. I just want to say. I think there's the can the ego put itself to death? Kind of. I wrote down Kylo yeah. right next to that. Right. It's like that's yeah, a very good analog. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Ego, yeah. I saw the paragraph before that. The that other paragraph you said, and it's very literal. But again, that's what I'm here for. Uh, I'm the the puddle depth um, interpreter. But um, a naked shoe is brought before the throne. This is a non after she goes oh, yeah. through the seven seven gates, oh, right, right, and yeah. essentially each, at each gate she's just stripped of another bauble and of, of of her existing life. Right. Naked shoe is brought before the thro- throne. She bowed low. The seven judges of the netherworld, the anu- uh, Anukai, uh, sat before the throne of Erish Kegel, and they fastened their eyes upon Inanna, the eyes of death. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that? Is there any? scene in star wars that's there's two i can think of right off the bat right <laughs> off the bat right Throne room scenes but right. i mean there yeah. was, and I, I had to go back into my um my dictionary to count how many red guards there were Are and there? don't tell me it's seven it's eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> how many, uh, so there's are, nine in the room but yeah, i thought there was six and then that's Snoke like the eight. that's like the egyptian how many yeah. people are present when anakin is brought in front of the jedi council oh uh i think, I think there's 12, 12. yeah I think there's well that's 12. way off <laughs> <laughs> but it's the same leave. right but it's the same I mean no but that's a great point yeah, like yeah. let's just forget no, numerology we're not numerologists no throne yeah. room was my we might be completely too, wrong yeah. someone's yeah. probably like there's 10 but yeah. yeah but I mean that's there's more than seven. that that scene from this other I don't forget I, I think it was a Hindi thing I don't know no that's Sumerian it's actually oh, the s- oldest uh, written <laughs> text about the road of trials great yeah. oh that was Jeez. yeah Missed that part. Thanks, no, Grant. No, no, uh, so the oldest written text has this scene, but like, where do we see it in it? So the prequel trilogy, Adam just the brought up. Throne room scenes are definite. Like, yeah, staring. And then in the death. prequel, yeah, totally. I, I never equated the, the Jedi Council scene. Right, after that too, right. Yeah. but I never chan- equated the Jedi Council chamber scene to that. Yeah. But that's exactly what it was. But think about this: the throne room, the, that facing off against the eyes of death, Palpatine, Snoke, whoever you want to, you know, embody that yeah. uh, symbol. It's. There's a one flesh moment that happens after that always. Right. It's Kylo and Rey and the ST. They mm. come together as one and they fight all the guards. There's Vader and Luke come together Vader as Luke, father yeah. and son. One flesh. It's, well, yeah, it's I don't know, but I mean, you could say that 
I mean, adoptions on the table here, right? right. And totally. I, I mean, you could say that uh, Obi Wan and Anakin become one flesh, like they become father and son. I think they're. Def- I think we've talked about this, and I think that it's interesting. It's like they're brothers and their father and son, right? And right. I think in Revenge of the Sith, I would say they're brothers, but like they start then off they are, as father, father and son. son. It's really and, interesting. and the, yeah. they, there's two there's two Jedi Council scenes, right? There's right. one with Re- oh, Qui Gon Jinn, that's right. and like that's where he's yeah. trying to make him his son, right? I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm stretching it, but like, no, no, no. are we going to split hairs here? It's no, like not, that's what no. the scene is. Yeah. They're right. iconic and. And death is, it's, I mean, what, is he going to go back to tattooing? There is, there is right. real stakes to him not being allowed in the council yeah. as well. And then yeah. one flesh moment happens right afterwards. He's like, I'm with you. That's what's so yeah. cool about the force. And I mean, it seems heavy handed and just mm-hmm. like whatever, but it's like the force plays a lot of roles within the mythos, like mm-hmm. the hero story. Yeah. Like it is, I mean. The I, will I, of the force. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's a will. It's like, it's a tool. It could be the ultimate boon. It could be, you know, it could right. be the ultimate reward. It could be what you're searching for. It's right. what you have. It's, um, it could, it's a motivator. I don't know. It, it does, it plays a lot of really right. convenient roles for yeah. Lucas and um, some really cool things. Here. And the initiations, the yeah. initiation itself is basically yeah. a, a kind of practice of the hero to take on the skills of the, yeah. the father or the mentor to then become, uh, fill yeah. their shoes. And, uh, yeah, that's the, the forces. The, that's the Jedi, right? That's the Padawans becoming right. a Jedi, blah, blah, blah. But also, yeah, the Force is the world naval. It's the ultimate boon. It's it's all this stuff, right? That's pretty so, cool. I have an update. Okay. Yeah. We have a live update. There were eight council members. Eight. When, You're right. Like, when he's brought in front, and I, because I'm going to make an argument for why I'm right, would remove Yoda from that, because from a viewer standpoint, there are only seven members that we've never seen before. Mm. Right. John Interesting. So you said eight, right? You yeah. could actually also like our couple holograms. That's what I was trying to figure out. I couldn't get that. I couldn't get that deep because I'm like, if there's uh, just one Kiata of them. Mundi is, was is a hologram. During, during um, when um, Anakin's brought in front of the council. That's splitting hairs though. Yeah. That's, uh, who cares? And we're getting into numerology. <laughs> I don't care to go that deep. But I've also, this is the uh, this is from the same movie where the frog guy is a frog guy and the giant orb <laughs> is a giant orb. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why I figured if it was going to be Word any of yells movies, peace. Yes. I can't wait to talk about that later. <laughs> but yeah. any of the movies are going to be literal. Uh, it would be literal there. But anyway, sorry. Um, I, I have something um, marching back a little bit. That's mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to, I highlighted this whole passage for some reason, but I have a good note. So hopefully it'll lead there. Uh, when the senses are cleansed and humbled, the energies and interests constant. This is on eighty four and eighty five. Uh, senses are cleansed and humbled. The energies and interests concentrated concentrated upon transcendental things, or in the vocabulary for modern turn, this is the process of dissolving, transcending, or transmuting the infantile images of our personal past into our dreams. The ageless perils, gargoyles, trials, secret helpers, and instructive figures are n- nightly still encountered, and in their forms we may see not only the whole picture of our present case but also the clue uh to what must uh, what we must do to be saved and um for some reason i had uh, no, finn I, and I rose's that, canto I, bite oh, okay. trip on there, actually yeah. i brought um, that up earlier when we were talking about the labyrinth uh, not, uh we were talking about ray in underneath in the dungeon of takadana in Mar- yeah, castle you did. and we talked about that for a second but I love that you read out, read that sentence just after after that because it is showing the hero what they must save. Right. And Ray in that vision sees something that is super important to the to yeah. this trilogy. Yeah. And we've all felt I mean we were, that was all ingrained in our heads when we went into the last mm, Jedi. Yeah. It was like there's something in that vision 
that's really important. That's yeah. Like, huge. Like, the Knights of Ren standing before a child. Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. Why were they doing that? Yeah. Everyone jumped to, oh, Kylo saved her life, and she was one of the pupils at Luke's temple, and he couldn't take her right. out because yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they never mentioned that Han and Leia don't have another kid, right? They never right. mentioned that. It's a very, it's a blind spot. And then we're expecting something in The Last Jedi. Nothing happened. It's a, it, the Last Jedi is amazing. There's a lot of Campbellian mythical ideas and yeah. awesome themes and great lessons to be learned, but there's still nothing that really pushes forward that uh, that kind of the initial kind no. of central idea of what is going to happen with Ray. No. And it's yeah. kind of a holdover movie. Yeah. I hate calling it that, but no, I call I it a mean. holdover like book bookmark movie. Really. It moves it moves Poe forward quite yeah, a bit. It, does it move moves Finn quite a bit. Ray a little bit, yeah. not yeah. so much. I 100% agree Kylo with that. a lot. Kylo, Kylo a, lot a lot too. Wait, we're, we're talking The Last Jedi right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, and, and my, my note for this was this is Finn and Rose's trip to Canobite. Well, this is also, and to build on that, what's what, what's Rose's suggestion to Finn but also at the, the very end? What This is what we do to be saved. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, and, but save what we love, save not what we love. Yeah, save what we love, save, right? Right. Like this but idea, like, this, is, like, this yeah. trip is what built, what yes. planted what that seed that in seed. her yes. and then manifests itself later. And, and love yeah. becomes a major thing we'll talk about. Yeah. yeah. Little, in oh, yeah. A couple chapters. Sure it is. Right. Kind of. There's kind yeah. of an ultimate truth. We're, there. we're spending a lot of time ever. on this yeah. sub chapter. Yeah. I'm we'll sure we can blow through the other ones, but Some this is the biggest more. one. I mean, yeah. this is like yeah. they go. Yeah. This is when it's everyone goes. Through all Some these of these trials. other ones are just kind of almost like yeah. breaking apart. Some of the themes. Yeah. And um, should we carry on to meeting with the goddess? Sure. So the next two and three are pretty are actually intertwined. Yeah. They're complicated. Read the starting paragraph. Yes, please. All right. The ultimate adventure, when all the barriers and ogres have been overcome, is commonly represented as a mystical marriage of the triumphant hero's soul with the queen goddess of the world. This is the crisis at the nadir, at the zenith, or at the utmost edge of the earth, at the center point of the cosmos, in the tabernacle of the temple, or within the darkness of the deepest chamber of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The mystical marriage. That's what I circled there. Um, Yeah. And that's uh, that's always a part of the the ultimate adventure, right? Um, and the lady of the house of sleep is huge, right? I mean, we've right. seen this, we've seen iterations yeah. of this in across myths of all. Of all yeah. Of so this is an Irish myth um, in the castle of Tubber Tinte Tinti. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? Yeah. I, when I'm I read sorry. this, when I read this first part here, I couldn't help but think about when JJ was saying Snoke was originally a woman. Mm. And mm. This is oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, it would have been nice if he if Snoke was kind of like a Abeloth character from the EU or some all powerful dark side uh, female character because it would play into yeah. into a lot into not the not the benign or the the bliss bestowing lady of the house of sleep but of the the I, I guess of the bad mother too like uh, I guess in this in the paragraph on page ninety two at the bottom it says the remembered image is not. Firstly, it talks about how the Lady of the House of Sleep is a benign, bliss-bestowing, good, re- represents desire. Yeah. And then it gets into how the remembered image is not only benign, however, it can be a bad mother, too. And I was like, that's really interesting. I would really, really yes. like to see a bad Palpatine. That's, like, yeah. huge on my list Gosh, of things. I, I had some notes on that, too. But, uh, yeah, I had, the, I had that same thing. Um, I had that same thing highlighted, and I was trying to think yeah. of, like, the bad versions. Well, can we just can yeah, we so step back for a second yeah. and just sort of think about um, broad? I mean, because it's yes, there's all these detailed parts mm-hmm. of this, but there's also, I mean, a broad thing. So let's just think yeah. of like, can you think of goddesses like this goddess role in in the, the three trilogies? I mean, I think like Leia in the original trilogy is sort of she plays this sort of 
she's this benign goddess that I mean, yes, she's on the journey with him, but oh, but very, but I mean, very much a motivator for Luke through through yeah, this whole process. The first image he sees of her yeah. is very and, and ethereal. She is, right. She's who's granting the medals right. at the end of yeah. the first movie. Yeah, and her beauty—that's part of that whole uh, yeah. yes. uh, meeting of the goddess. The beauty is a big part, a big draw yes. to the hero. And we know that Luke's drawn into that beauty right away. Yeah, um, yeah, he, yeah. The um, this prince of the Lonesome Isle. Isle, he passes through what thirteen chambers, mm-hmm. and each chamber is with a, a woman more beautiful than the right. last. Yeah. And then the last is this this queen um, of Aaron, and, and uh, or this this queen of Tabertinta, and she uh, she says he's twice like the other twelve or other twelve wouldn't even appear yeah. beautiful next to her. So. I really don't have a lot of lay on this stuff because I kept thinking about mm-hmm. it, and where I came to was. I feel like this might have been what Leia was going to be in Episode Nine. Well, yes. Some of these things. Yeah. And so And yeah. so I feel like it's going to be an incomplete story that way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It does talk about the, the good mother and the bad mother. Yeah. And I do have more notes on the bad mother than I do on the Great. Queen. Great. Right, cool. So he talks about, Campbell talks about the different ways you could have the quote-unquote bad mother. Right. And for there's four different absent. things. And then, so yeah. the absent one, I have Luke down. Luke doesn't have a mom. His mom is yeah, never literally absent. in the OT. Yeah. Like, granted, we know it's Padme, but he doesn't know yeah. nothing, right? And so it's kind of very absent. And similar with Rey, doesn't yeah. have a In mother. the prequel trilogy, though, does Padme fill that yeah, goddess she character? She does, she, especially in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of she, Sith. She is number she's, four. She's, like, always in a kind of, like, penthouse plot with, like, yeah. the bed. And it yeah, like represents, like, sleep and the promise of joy. And yeah. it's, like, totally, totally the body of the house of Yeah, so I have her down for number four of the bad mother. This... The desired but forbidden mother whose presence is allured to dangerous desire. Yeah. I mean, that that's not to get all, like, whatever, not yeah. to blame her for Anakin going on the dark side. No, but, but right? even, but like, even she signifies his disconnect with the Order, yeah. right? Like, yeah. if they if he's really to pursue her, I mean, and then he calls it subcon- the castration complex, which, yeah. like... Freudian. I'm, yeah, there's a lot of Freud in this <laughs> thing, too. But, I mean, I, just, I I mean cutting yourself off from the Force is, yeah. like... Oh, you know. actually, yeah, that's very Freudian. You know, I mean, though he he would be, I mean, he'd still be connected to the Force, but he'd be cut off from the Order and like his whole family. Yeah. But like, even I was thinking of Luke cut himself off from the Force, like literally removed himself, castrated himself from he the did. Force. He yeah, right, if you're I being mean, like super Freudian I about agree it. With that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The second one, the hampering, forbidding, punishing mother. We don't get a lot of that. Mother who would hold to herself the growing child. Three's the uh, who would not allow you know not allow the the kid to mm-hmm. flourish. We don't get that either. Yeah, I don't really but, see um, that. Anything that's Shmi, I don't see Shmi in there. Shmi's always no. I think, Shmi's good great. Mother. Yeah, Leah, yeah. um, yeah. and then yeah. So that's that's the note I had in sequel trilogy. I was like, oh, this probably meant like Leah was going to be the mother to Ray. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. mother and figure, play that universal mother figure that gets mentioned later and all that yeah. stuff. I feel which yeah. she still could yeah. be, um, but it's going to take a lot more. Of Hollywood wham kazam than I've ever seen. In my yeah, life. it's gonna have to be also a lot of like if there's a time jump and mm-hmm. we are more experiencing Ray's loss of Leia and what mm-hmm. that means to her, then we kind of get yeah. there without having to see that development in Unless a way. She's I a force ghost. Yeah, it's weird. She it, it's a, it's just a bummer, man. I know because she is such she is such a cool character. Yeah. And the fact I have notes here just saying. It's really cool that they switch gender roles here. Um, if for only that, like, they can play more deeply upon um, these myths. Yeah. Because they they function entirely... Like, Campbell does talk about, like, what happens if the hero is a woman. And it, it functions yeah, entirely right. differently it does. from yeah. if it is a man um, in a cool way and not... I mean, maybe a slightly sexist way in some ways. Yeah. But, like... In an interesting way. Yeah. Um, and still, you know, and I mean, I mm-hmm. feel like 
Starbucks has always been very flattering to women. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. It's cool. And I feel like we got denied a little bit of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see how they do. Uh, quick side note, if anyone's curious about uh, where in where uh, George Lucas got the idea for Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom, just read page 93, 95 <laughs> to 97. Kali, Kali oh, yeah. Ma. Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. literally Kali's the, the what they're worshiping in right. Temple of Doom. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Side yeah. note. Moving yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. My favorite movie as a child because I yeah, was demented go. and twisted. No, I love that story as and well. That, yeah, and then that's talking about the, the image of the goddess and the kind of with an element of body horror. Yes. And, yeah, and there's kind of a spiritual purification, yeah. a metamorphosis that's kind of explored. Yeah. In, in that yeah. in that kind of visceral, like yeah. disturbing imagery, there's right. an idea of a spiritual. All like, I imagine is Spielberg was just like, "We're not doing the haunted Scottish castle, George. Go back and write something else." And then he just broke it up. Campbell, he's like, "Yeah, I'll just take these three paragraphs." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I so yeah, I had uh, one. Two sentences uh, on page 97 that sort of Mm -hmm. sum up, I feel like, this chapter for me, which is like, women in the picture language of mythology represents the totality of what can be known. Mm -hmm. The hero is the one who comes to know. And, like, that's the relationship between the, you know, the goddess and the hero. And it's sort of like that, and and the roles that she plays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is, might be simplifying it. There's, it's interesting, yeah, I totally feel it. At 99, I, I, I want to read a, a passage because it evoked yeah, a specific image. I know, which, I know image which one you're talking about, too. From, for me, it, it, from um, Force Awakens. Um, so it's halfway down 99. Yep, got And it. when the adventurer is not a youth but a maid, she is the one who, by her qualities, her beauty, or her yearning, is fit to become the consort of an immortal. Then the heavenly husband descends to her and con- uh, conducts her to her bed, whether she will or not. Ugh. Will or not. Uh, and if she is, if she has shunned him, the scales fall from her eyes. And if she, if she has sought him, uh, her desire finds its peace. This just reminds me of it. Literally, all I, am, all I imagine is Kylo making Ray faint, and then hmm. literally carrying her into the ship on Takadano and taking her away. Like it's a very much like, like old timey like. Capture, capturing the maiden. Like, if it was an old-time movie, the next thing was been him tying her to railroad tracks, right? right. Like it just huh. kind of did that image to me. Ben, what did you think when you read that? Because I think, it was it the same passage that you had? I did, and I interpreted it entirely yeah. differently. What, what you, you said see? makes totally, total yeah, but sense. again, this is all multiple, yeah. I, I had it as Ray and Luke, because I, I, so okay. I was like, so this was that quote that, yeah. I, that made me say, yeah. like, oh, this is interpreted entirely differently from a woman's perspective, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And because I, I interpreted it as... And the will or no, I was like, I don't really get that, but it's like, she's there. I mean, that could mean like her going to act two. Act two? Yeah. Is that how we're pronouncing it? I don't know. It was always act two to me, but it's act two. And um, act two? Act two, act two. And then. Just um, holding off. And and it was sort of her judging this person. Like, she was sent here to find Luke and and to figure it out. And like, is he going to help or not? And, And I think. I don't know. And she's sort yeah. of trying to, to take a measure of herself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, all right, is this mission worth it? Is this person worth yeah. my time? And then, you know, or is, is he not worth it? And so she's actually judging Luke through, yeah. that, through that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. And so it's like, where does it go from there? Well, she, I feel like she started accepting him and was like, this is the person and this is going to be my yeah. path. And then she shunned him. But I feel like at the end, she ultimately finds respect for yeah. You know, I can for see this that. Character. Yeah, totally. I like it. It's funny. I 
when I read this, I didn't I didn't even think of Ray as the maid in this case, where it's hmm. like, hey, let's re-examine the hero's journey uh, with a woman at the center. I always just put her as the hero. Yes, That's totally. kind of where I place her. I don't even put her in this kind of the, circumstantial yeah. thing. It was literally only that image, which to okay. me felt very gender specific okay, in yeah, a yeah. very like old timey Hollywood way. And that's not a that's not anything yeah. necessarily. I'm saying that's a weak point of the Force Awakens, but I always think of that like the guy makes the woman faint and then they're like scoops her up in his arms and carries her away mm. like kidnaps her basically like, right, it just yeah. seems very old Hollywood and yeah. and there's tropes yeah. for a reason like that works in that film yeah. in a great way but it felt that's why that's the only reason why I read yeah. that because I didn't either I just saw that and I'm like I just that image popped in my head immediately yeah yeah that's funny and I mean if you go up higher it talks about the gentle heart a little bit but what mm-hmm. I what I underlined was the first sentence in that very same paragraph which was the meeting with the goddess oh who is incarnate in every woman, is the final test of the talent of the hero to win the boon of love, which is life itself enjoyed as the encasement of eternity. And I kept thinking to myself about Kylo and Rey's relationship. And then I was thinking about, you know, the gentle heart that's mentioned above and how that's kind of the the, the main tool you want to use to unlock the sympathy of the the goddess or whatever. And then it's, um, and Kylo's very gentle with Rey in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. Very gentle. And then, but I don't sense that he... Is looking for enjoyment or promised joy. I think that Ray is looking for that. I think she's the hero yeah. in terms of looking for oh, joy yeah. and looking yes. for. Well, they're both that, looking for belonging, right? Like, they're yeah. both looking for. Well, I don't know what Ky- I, I think, think Kylo's, Kylo's for rationalization. See, Kylo to me represents either, disciples. Yeah, he represents either like the shadow, tri- shadow enemy, or he represents kind of like. Campbell talks about how shamans would do all these rites to kind of experience the the road of trials and the spiritual plane. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how some shamans wouldn't be able to find their body again. You know, like they, they're kind of lost to the spiritual plane. Kylo is that to me. He's kind of a mm. guy who did the rite of passage but never has come back to the body. He's kind of trapped, mm. whirling around this kind of, these this desires. Hell yeah, this hell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and Ray is by by far the hero in my, in my mind. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's so interesting. Two movies in, we don't know what Kylo is. No, I think, but that's that's the big subversion. That's the big. That's the big. Um, you know, that that's the element that they're playing with in terms of the hero's journey. Yeah. Like, Kylo represents new stuff, just like AI stories, like Blade Runner, stuff like that. They 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 can do new things, right? Like, it's going to be new, and and Kylo represents a new path for the basic hero's journey because Disney can't do the the fairy tale know over and over and over again they're gonna have yeah. to do something new. they're no. the kings of fairy tales yeah this has disney's yeah. different and they have to really draw very distinct lines yeah. between disney properties star wars properties and marvel properties nice yes. right and x one properties yeah. and pixar properties and sorry yeah no well less so with them i think <laughs> but i mean because these are whole these are real universes yes. right yeah and they're the other ones are sort of shadows or Definitely. reflections yeah of the they're world. their own thing yeah. Um, well, really interesting stuff. Um, you want to go on to a woman as temptress, which is so there's like we have meeting with the goddess, and then the woman as temptress, which is sort of yeah. sort of mm-hmm. trying to pull you off the trail. Yes, I crossed out woman and wrote a different word there. What did you write? Um, I wrote two words: slashed force slash power as temptress. Ooh, love I, I was interpreting this whole thing as every time you'd say woman or talk about woman, it'd be like the power, the, temp- oh. the temptation of power or the for- or the dark side of the force. Anyway. Yeah. How'd you get there? 
I don't remember. It was like five uh, days ago, Ben. Come on now. Well, because uh, woman, woman is life, and uh, right, this exactly. is about the hero's mastery of because life, and the force is yeah, really the life, is life force. Right, yeah. and that's kind of where I got to. And literally because there's just not a lot of women mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Look at temp- Temptress, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't quite work for Leia. Leia's not a Temptress in the OT. Padme all. a little bit. Like that was, again, George being, I think, very literal yeah. with this stuff. You can do yep. Padme, but, but, but like not anything that she's doing. Like she's not like... Being a temptress, Anakin is just freaking obsessed from the jump. Like she's just right. being a normal woman, and he's just all like, "I love you." Yeah. From the start. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I didn't have. I had a Duchess Satine mm. as temptress, and which is a, okay. a stretch. If you don't know who Duchess Satine is, she's in the Clone Wars, and she's the <laughs> the Duchess yes. of Mandalore, the leader uh, of Mandalore, and um, Obi Wan actually uh, has a thing for her. He he confesses he would leave the order for her, yeah. or would have would have. There's so many times in these this this section this yeah. chapter that I wrote. This is some baloney or this is some felony <laughs> stuff. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say I use the word stuff. Felony right? baloney. Yeah. Now I wish I wrote that. I wish I was that clever. <laughs> well, you are now. Yeah. I think we do have to ask ourselves as mm-hmm. we do this reading: uh, Should sexuality play a bigger role in Star Wars? Sexuality? What do you mean, like gender roles? No, not no. Just the the idea of. Uh, of sexual like, desires and bodily yeah. temptations and things like that yeah, yeah. sexual desires <laughs> Sorry. I mean love is very much a part head. of yeah. Star Wars right is it uh, I mean so the one time we yeah. got close to that in Star Wars is Anakin in episode 2 and like Padme in like her right. bondage right. outfit exactly. in front of the thing yeah, yeah. and like <laughs> him waking up from a force dream but you're not quite sure that's what he's waking up from. Yeah. Like, it's really sketchy. So I'm going to say hard pass hard on pass. bringing okay. in sexuality in the Star yeah, yeah. Wars. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to prude. Well, it just feels weird What about weird the to love me. triangle in The New Hope? But it's very PG love yeah. triangle. It's very, like... It's still... Yeah, but... Yeah, but I don't know if I would call that sexuality or, like... I'd call that walking the line. All right. But do you think it loses, like, mythic potency if it doesn't have some of those elements? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it does, but I think that's maybe for its own good. Great, because yeah. it is. But that's... I agree, yeah. because I, I feel like... In this, like, Star Wars is a space opera. And mm-hmm. I think if you in, inject too much um, sexuality or sexual right. content, it becomes a soap opera. It does. Yeah. It very much does. And it becomes less, and I don't mean this, this is going to be a loaded word that I'm about to yeah. use, because it becomes less pure in a way. And Makes I sense. don't mean that in, like, a no. purity way. But, like, yeah, yeah. how about, like, appealing to eight, to prepubescent yeah, like, like, uh, yeah. kids? And, like, yes, uh, a very adolescent understanding of love right, right? which is right. star wars movies are movies Let's based keep on it generic. Yeah. like yeah, I, yeah. like an eight eight to 88 can enjoy star wars movies right and, right and it like, doesn't need to go past that yes i don't think an eight year old and an 88 year old has all experienced the yeah. love that we feel that romantic love that's expressed in right. star wars but when you start bringing sexuality not everyone's had that same experience with yeah that. Right. yeah it's like it's just more universal than even some of these ancient myths mm-hmm. because it's so uh kind of uh, yeah. all-encompassing and, and can incorporate anyone's past experience. Plus, it lets Freudians go nuts with Star Wars yeah, because they can read into everything yeah, instead of yeah. actually having it on front street. Yeah, I don't think you could have like a main relationship become sexual, but I right. feel like possibly there was a there was a uh, opportunity with Snoke in terms of making that character right. a woman and make, making her kind of coveting of Kylo and yeah. being yeah. odd like the 
white queen in yeah. like Narnia kind of thing. You know? Well, and we see that, again, to bring back the Clone Wars, right? A lot of the female uh, baddies mm-hmm. in Clone Wars are very are, are drawn and act very seductively, right. right? Like, they're very much like... Can you give some examples? Uh, sure, like um, Asajj Ventress hmm. is, right. like, if you look at that look, I mean, she's very evil-looking, but she's also, like... They draw She's her pretty, pretty, very skinny, big bust, like right, very yeah. much like, like slinky, scantily clad, scantily yeah. clad yeah. slinky. Um, my wife and I were looking through. Um, that's why she hasn't been in any of the major films, it's right? Kind of like this, it just doesn't translate. Yeah. In but her, her personality, if you notice, as Ventress is. Very not, strong. Right. Yeah, she's not sexualized um, at all. She never utilizes that. Right. As but a then, um, what's the other one? The, the one armory. that Beckett pushed off the edge. Uh, Val. Oh uh, no, 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 the oh, bounty hunter. Um, oh, Aura Singh. Mm-hmm. Aura Singh. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Aura Singh also Thank is you. very kind of like. Um, even yeah, to be honest, smoking. I have some issues with. I'm talking more of just like relationship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So I have one Go for, um, for the original trilogy that's a little more tangent tangential mm-hmm. um and but uh, i didn't get a chance to read my paragraph guys go for um, it I'm gonna sorry, read, sorry. so i'm gonna read the the first paragraph <laughs> no, because right. i think yeah, this needs to, to set oh, the yeah, basis right. of I'm the sorry. comment i, I, I jumped sorry. into that before yeah you, you guys are really sorry, sorry. someone was getting you beers while you were just going <laughs> off on whatever <laughs> all right so uh women as temptress this is subchapter three uh the mystical marriage with the queen goddess of the world represents the hero's total mastery of life for the woman is life the hero it's knower and master okay and the testings of the hero, which were preliminarily to his ultimate experience indeed, were symbolical of those uh, crises of realization by means of which his consciousness came to be amplified and made capable of enduring the full possession of the mother destroyer, his inevitable bride. That's when you say destroyer, it usually means like you're, you know, as soon as you get married, you're headed towards death because you've already won. Yeah. Um, with that, he knows that he and the father are one. He is in the father's place. This is super edible, but yeah, yeah, like but that's sort of it. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna self-identify. I've talked about in the past. Sure. I was joking with this grant earlier. I was reading these couple of chapters at Starbucks, and I think my most common reaction at Starbucks, and people are starting to look at me, was because <sighs> <laughs> like it's super like. It doesn't. It's not Edible as bad. Aggression. Yeah, yeah. When he, but when he's breaking down myths, I'm yeah, yeah. all on board. When he starts bringing in dream analysis, and I'm just yeah. like the social scientist. To me is like it's it's selection yeah, bias. Yeah, yeah. Like you're just you've he's read got a thousand dreams. You can find four freaking right. examples. I, Good yeah. for you. Right. But like, but it was just one of those things where I'm like, I jump off with the Freudian stuff when it's just like an old school Freudian for new all Freudian, right. not so much old school Freudian where it's like, yeah. women suck is like yeah. really an underlying thing of right. a lot of this, and I'm mm-hmm. just like. I'm out. Yeah, I don't buy on that into but, that stuff at all. So that's why so. I did the force power thing because that my mind then helped me connect back to it to be like, okay. if yeah. we just talk about, but but yeah, sorry. So my, my yeah, original trilogy um, metaphor here isn't a woman. Yeah, I think it's it's actually best then, right? And oh. it's the call, the seductive mm. call of his friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's mm. Leia, Chewie, and Han. I like that. He's like, yeah. I've got to go help my friends, and I think yeah. that's where we see the woman as temptress, at yeah. least in the original trilogy. In the sequel trilogy, I mean, it's Kylo. Yeah. Is, is our hero's woman is, is temptress. I mean, yeah. she's like, I've got to go. Like, she's got no hope in Luke because Luke won't train her. And he won't help the resistance. Yeah. So she's like the only, yeah. you know, person calling to me right now is Kylo. They, honestly, the ST just looks at what Campbell wrote and just reverses it. 
like that's the more and more I read this, the more and more I think that Kylo is the woman as the temperate yeah, temptress. He 100%. is the goddess. He yeah. is all the kind of which woman is, archetypes that are in this book are is, Kylo Ren, which yeah, is yeah. great, freaking brilliant. Yeah, Including it's so long easy. Yeah. It's, and I don't mean this in any any like really yeah. like I because I could never write anything near what Ryan Johnson did. But it's such like he must have been like, can I get away with this? <laughs> And like it's, but it's so easy. But it makes it feel so new to just have that, just yeah. to, to swap it that way. Um, and in terms of the Force thing, I think that comes into the sequel trilogies as well, right? Because all that we keep hearing is that Kylo is feeling a pull to the light, and Ray's feeling a pull or push to the dark, right? right. And that's that temptress of the opposite sides they want to be on. They're being tempted to the sides, the opposite mm-hmm. sides. Yeah, which is why they're gonna beat in the middle, guys. Yep. Oh, really? Redemption. Wait, what's the middle? Are you a, you're not a gray Jedi guy, <laughs> no, are you? I don't no, like I don't like gray Jedi. Don't, don't, I don't, get, know what don't the gray is. Jedi on me, are you? I don't know. It definitely won't. I still like my last, I think the last thing we talked about where they're going to end up, they already met in the middle in episode eight, and they're going to pass each other in episode nine, and we're going to get Rey as uh, a dark Jedi, and Kylo as a good Jedi, but... Wow, really? Disney's never going to do that, and no. I also don't need, as, as Ben said, do we really need another man being the savior <laughs> in a right. Star Wars movie? I'm like... No, we really don't. We really don't. <laughs> it's funny. Um, I just, yeah, we've talked about this to wit's end about what they can do with Kylo <laughs> that's going to be different from Darth Vader. And it's... I don't know. Yeah. It's like maybe he can't, maybe he can't die because that would be different. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's different. Yeah, that's literally that, the only thing that's that different. That would be the major difference is, hey, maybe he doesn't die because there's always been a death at the end of right. every trilogy, a, a symbolic death. For well, you, and you've talked about this idea of being him being like um, sequestered somewhere. Yeah. Like I just keep picturing very much like um, uh, Napoleon on his island, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> because like I, I feel like you can't have him turn good and live. He's done some stuff. Yep. Yeah. You yeah, can't, can't do that. You can't have him. I, I feel like they're going to go sacrifice play, but that's too Vader like. So Vader like. Right. Yeah. You can't mm. have them just kill him as an evil Jedi because that's just not very satisfying. Right. Like the whole thing is uh, just I think, like. I think they could do that route. They where could. He just straight up gets killed by Rey. And Rey feels a. It's a weird message. Yeah. She could. I feel like she's stronger than him. She could kill him easily. Oh, I think. 100%, mutual, I think mutual yeah. destructions on the menu too. He's not that. Like, yeah. that. Oh, I have not thought about that, but that is very interesting. Uh, I, well, a lot of my early theories had kind of. <laughs> Ben's out. <laughs> a lot of my early theories had like Luke living two movies, and he was he needed to basically disappear because the Force was lopsided in his. It was like, and then Rey had to kill him. So, it was this whole thing. But if they didn't, since they can't do that now, I was thinking mutual destruction might be on the menu. I had a stress dream last night where I was yelling at the president of my college. Nice. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. It's just stress of going back to work. It's all like, right. psychoanalyze so that's your, it. That's your, uh, yeah. that's your, it's your, it's um, really on front street. Overs. It's really easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though I think he's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I went back to sleep and you kind of get those like weird half awake, half dream right, things right, going right. on. And I woke up going, Luke's going to reform from the force. Yeah. Has anyone thought about no, that? No, I had that. Yeah, I, have I, that hope, that I hope they don't do that. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like that could be like, <laughs> be like JJ just. That's going, another level, you know though, what? right? You can get one with the force. Why can't you come back from the force? Yikes! That would be, don't do it. That don't be do it. Too far for sure. Because like. then you have straight up reincarnation, and yeah. we haven't gotten to those chapters yet. But mm-hmm. they're there. I'm I'm Raider. I'm Raider. Ray is Vader. I've been Ray is Vader since like the beginning of yeah. this entire yeah. Yeah. Raider. Yeah, I'm a Raider. I like Raider. I like that. Um, That's why half those things get tread is because they have cute words like 
Rilo. Well, I tried to start that on. <laughs> they get traction. Didn't, didn't catch. Didn't, didn't didn't catch. catch. No, uh, no, no, no one likes reincarnation, by the way. Nobody. Yeah, uh, including yeah. me. But okay. I think it's a cool, I think it's a cool <laughs> idea, bro. Yeah. I like it in books. I don't think it flies in a movie. Yeah. I wish it would, but I think it's. I mean, even you know, even as there's so much Buddhism in these chapters, well, this, yeah. like mm-hmm. even there, there's like mm-hmm. essentially, but, but it's like you become one with. But the, the setup's not there for the one, for how I thought That's it would work, which issue. is that I thought Luke and Luke would be taking Kylo around to find a kind of Dalai, not Kylo Ben at that time, to, yeah, to yeah. find like a Dalai Lama type. But we and, still and might Ben's get like, that. I'm not the soul, I'm not the chosen one, and getting all jealous, and then the turn is organic and blah blah blah. But that we didn't get that, so I don't think reincarnation can be in play. No. Um, all right. Well, more episode nine. <laughs> what we do. That's what we yeah, do. This, what is, we this do. is helpful for episode nine. Though, I yeah. This was I, very it, it, I was right. looking at my book and I was thinking, gosh, all these notes are going to be totally irrelevant after nine comes out. <laughs> I'm making yep. this book. I know. I'm going to have to read it. I just throw them in. Like, yeah. Um, that's our speciality. Yeah. Yes, it is our speciality. Our crazy, dense books that have vague tangential relation to Star Wars. Um, We're gonna watch some Kurosawa films after this, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's that's what, no, I was thinking Throne of like, Blood would be great. Or yeah, like I feel like we do a Hidden film. Fortress. Like we do like a film club after the after the yeah, because there's so many Don't of those I've never watched. So, I'm yeah. not kidding because I've never watched any of those. Oh totally really? Yeah. I, I took a lot of Drunken Angel for my uh, little thing I wrote. All right. Um, should we move on to Atonement? With the yeah, let's let's go on. I don't have much of anything else. I don't. The rest of these chapters you can't really read the first paragraph because they're so. Deep that they he just starts off just with start these with right I can't read yeah. that. it doesn't like work. I don't have anything underlined until like let's see what I have yeah I mean the, the one quote I have 10. framed here is a second birth yeah yeah which is yeah. like so atonement with the father is like hey you know you've disappointed your father and you need to come clean with him like right. the father's disappointed you it's essentially becoming a man for less you know if you're a man or you know becoming an adult is sort of your atonement with your father is the way I sort of looked at it. Yeah, and if it's like the father-like central god characters imposing and threatening and dangerous and horrifying, like you only but need to survive his trials to then yeah. unlock his secrets and he'll come to your aid and it's kind of like atoning. And that's what Vader, I mean, yeah, Vader I mean, in the like throne room saves Luke at the very, at the atonement yeah, with yeah, the father. Yeah, that's, this is where I say yeah. ROTJ all day long. And um, yeah, I, yeah. Can I, I did find one quote. It's at the bottom of 107 and it actually goes to 110 because oh, of okay. a, a picture. Uh, atonement at one meant uh, in <laughs> whatever Thanks, consists Campbell. in no more than uh, the abandonment of that self-generated double monster the dragon thought to be god super ego and the dragon thought to be sin repres- repressed id <sighs> sorry uh, but this requires an abandonment of the attachment to ego itself and that is what is difficult. One must have faith that the Father is merciful, and then a reliance on that mercy. Yeah, I think I just said that in a weird. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah. Way, yeah. I'm just trying to ground it in what Ben what was it. just explaining you how it can be said better. Yeah, it's no, right. I'm just kidding. No, that, that's actually I'm just trying to much better. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. There, with the center of the laser strands right outside, the bedeviling gods, yeah. right scaly ring, and the dreadful ogres dissolve. Yeah. So all I had underlined there was one must have a faith that the Father is merciful and then a reliance on that mercy. R-O-T-J all day long. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's like just him begging Vader and assuming Vader will come back. So Toma with the Father isn't in play at the end of Episode 9. That's kind of been dealt with. It was kind of a... If anything, it was dealt with in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. With Luke and... Ben. Yeah. That's what's sort of weird. That's they sh- he, he shuffled yeah. some things, past right? That. They're yeah, getting past totally that is. to figure out a new 
Yeah. So yeah, let's just yeah. get into let's just get into the Star Wars side of this atonement yeah. thing. Like, I mean, I've got prequel trilogy, um, Anakin's, because it, it's you don't always you try to atone with the father, but you don't always succeed. Right. So Anakin failed with Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, Anakin failed with Mace. You know, he he failed both of them essentially. Yeah. Like they were his father figures, and they're like Anakin, do what's right, and he was like, oops, I crap yeah. my pants. Um. Yoda's failed the Force. Like, yeah. the Force oh, is Yoda's like father. But, like, yeah. he goes into exile because he failed the will, what he thought appeared uh-huh. to be the will of the Force. Yeah. Um, Geonosis yeah. was... Obi-Wan sort of, failed Qui-Gon. Yeah. Right? Boba... In, in the training of... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boba failed Jango. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think a big thing that popped out for me was um, the kind of... Uh, the knight... Not the knighting, but I guess the... Um, when Anakin kneels before Palpatine... He yeah. takes on the title of Darth Vader, which, yeah. you know, Dark father. father. Yeah. And so it's almost like he has gone through the trials, uh, the road of trials for Palpatine. He's mm, now, man. We didn't really think about that. He's now, that father. You're right. Yeah, Oof. He's now it's, supplanting that role as yes. a Dark Lord yeah. and actually being given the title of father. Right. It's right. actually like works perfectly oh, with the Oh, you're you know, right. Once again. Yeah. Mace Luke isn't is, a father. He's a road, he's a speed bump. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's like he travels over that trial and then he's atoned with his real father, Palpatine. If we're trying to analyze the prequels, Literal. Literal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a literal, yeah. Yeah, it's a literal borrowing. It's pretty crazy. And that's sort of, I mean, and that that's sort of the Freudian point that Campbell makes, too. It's mm-hmm. like, once you have atoned with your father, mm-hmm. you are the father. Exactly. Right, like that's that. The dark like father. Yeah, the dark, the dark father. father. Yeah. 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 And now Palpatine can sit back and relax while yeah. Vader enforces, does all the enforcement yeah. and things like that. Yeah, that yeah, would yeah. require, you know, a dark war. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's what I got there. I have Luke and Obi-Wan in the original trilogy. Yep. Luke and uh, his father, Dark Father, is what I have written, literally. Mm-hmm. Oh, Anakin and Palps I has there, but it was sort of... It's the opposite of what you said. It's yeah. when he finally kills his father. Mm-hmm. With his, you know, maybe forced father, Palpatine. And then in the sequel trilogy, Han and Kylo? Han and Ben, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a second birth right there for, yeah. for, mm-hmm. Kylo, for, for to Kylo not become so much his father, but to become his a grandfather. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, to become and his you, get, and you also get that with right. Ray and Luke yeah. at the very end of episode eight, yeah. right? I feel like when she is, I mean, it's almost like a reverse second birth. If I'm getting super Freudian. Like, I'm going to just Freudian it up, guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 no. Did you just say reverse second birth? Yeah, I totally <laughs> did. That's what we're no. getting. We haven't even got here to the app. Luke <laughs> dies, Those right? Things. Luke dies, or one with the Force, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ray, oh, I got stuff messed up. But Ray is like literally entering the Millennium Falcon at the very end of that movie. And I feel like that moment when she's there and she sees Kylo and still shuts the door on him, which, by the way, stolen from Godfather, yeah. um, is just <laughs> is just uh, is just like her second birth, right? That's when she's, she's taking on Luke's like, ideals, right? Like yeah, she's she like is, leave this kid. Yeah, behind. she is the father now, right? Yeah, yeah. Like she is the. Father, exactly. mother, yeah, no, she's Luke. She's Luke. We'll get to yeah. is the same thing apparently. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Which yeah, is exactly. Apotheos is like, my yeah, mind. everything my, is everything. Yeah, get ready. Yeah, strap in <laughs> for the next chapter. I'm gonna read some Apotheosis. stuff that's gonna make our podcast listeners <laughs> yeah. vomit. It's nice. gonna be insane. <laughs> please don't read that. No, I'm not gonna. Read, I'm not gonna read that. Yeah. No one wants did, to hear that. Did either of you guys just mention Kylo Snoke? Uh, no, because that's, that's no, obviously yeah. when yeah. Kylo kills Snoke. I mean, yeah, and, leader, right? I mean, yeah, and like what you said with with Khan, uh, Kylo slash God, Kylo slash Ben. Um, 
with yeah. Han. I mean, that is essentially it's that rebirth. It's very yes, plain there. It you really know, is. You need yeah. to get past this atonement with your father, this rationalizing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. you know a, a good. A nice friend of mine once said, he's like, you're not a man until you tell your dad to go F himself. Yeah. <laughs> Which may not sound, so it may sound crude, no, but no, there's but a, a part of that yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. sort of like, you know what, you need to stand for what you believe yeah, yeah, in. Yeah. And yeah. and then suddenly, and, and feel confidently enough into it than to defy the one person that said all your rules. men in their mid to late 30s can think of a specific event when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Should I and re- I love my dad. Very much, and we get along very well. Yeah, we yeah, get, no. We get along yeah. as adults now than we did. Um, yeah, I'm not saying son. resent your dad for this your life. No. I'm saying, no, dad, I know what I mean, mm-hmm. and I know what I'm doing here, and I appreciate your information. But mm-hmm. yeah, so there's, there's there's information here that talks about you know supplanting the father's role, and there's yes. also the kind of the, the the father can kind of have a Deus Ex Machina moment. The Almighty Father can come out of nowhere and kind of save the the the, the, the narrative of the story. Yeah. Um, but let me read a paragraph at the end of one fifteen. Unless right. you guys have anything before that. No. No. Um, no. And we'll I, just, I didn't have yeah. much. Because I have chapter. a paragraph at the beginning of one sixteen. Great. Because oh, we'll, wow. we'll just I'll just read this and then we'll kind of pull Actually, it together. Have we'll a think line about here, but I'll see what you got. Yeah. All right. Cool. So. Uh, I'll just read this paragraph. Uh, the traditional idea of initiation combines an introduction of the candidate into the techniques, duties, and prerogatives of his vocation with the radical readjustment of his emotional relationship to the parental images. The mystagogue father or father substitute is the parent is the int- is to entrust the symbols of office only to a son who has been effectually purged of all inappropriate infantile catharsis, for whom the just and personal exercise of the powers will not be rendered impossible by the unconscious uh, or perhaps even conscious and rationalized motives of self-aggrandizement, personal preference, or resentment. And that's that's kind of what I read there. And I was like, oh, that's Kylo and Snoke right right there. That's kind yeah. of the Kylo and Snoke paragraph to me. Is, uh, it's like... Well, it's the father substitute. Yeah, right? like It's son, like literally yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really it right there. No, that's an initiation, right? It's kind of an initiation. You feel like and it's an initiation. I had a little bit too because it's this idea of the the readjustment of his emotional relationship to his parental figures, mm-hmm. right? We have we have Anakin and Shmi a little right. bit, but Anakin can't, right? Like Anakin can't get to that readjustment. He is obsessed with his mother, <sighs> right? Throughout it, and I think that's why he Kiati Mundi really had it nailed right there. If yeah. only they had listened yes. to that dude. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like your <laughs> thoughts dwell on your mother, but, yeah. right? It's like, is anyone yeah. listening to me? Am I on this council right, right. now? Yeah. And think about like... Well, what about the book you think? Because she... It's yeah, about yeah. Luke's relationship. He's like, I don't know. Let's throw this up there. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's Just got me on a key yeah, yeah. on a Monday It's hard jag. to get off those, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like his... So Luke, right? He has two emotional... Um, his emotional uh, changes or readjustments. First, he forgets his aunt and uncle immediately or pretty damn close to that, right? Yeah. Like, he's just like, great, yeah. let's go. So Never I would say that them anyways, really, really Ben or old old say old Ben uh, or or Obi Wan is his father substitute right and if you think about his journey in like the third movie and second second third movie he's talking to like Obi Wan Kenobi he is not just like my father is this amazing figure he's like you lied to me like you told me all these lies like yeah. he had to readjust his his mm-hmm. emotional response um, and then Ray. And yeah. I think Ray giving up on on her parents, right? Yeah. Like at the mm. end of episode eight, is realizing that maybe my parents don't matter. Maybe they are just you know yeah. filthy drunkards or whatever they call them. That like that is that emotional readjustment there, right? But I like that. I like that. I didn't think about 
Because you're right. Because it's we have to always bring in bring in Kylo to this whole thing, especially because we don't know what Kylo's story is, right? Like right. Kylo might be, the he- might be a hero in the story. I yeah, don't think he is, I don't know that like, I agree with you that like he yeah. can't be redeemed. I know he killed his dad, and I know he's really been like a leader. Uh, both of you, I'm I think, both of you. I think yeah. Kylo. Can, oh, can can will be, can be. I think it's more be. powerful if they're brother and sister, and he's yeah. redeemed. Yeah. I think it's tough. I think it's tough. I think it's tough to do. Yeah, but it's a big galaxy, and I, no one really knows the details. Yes, maybe he killed that smuggler. Maybe he didn't. But um, I don't know. But yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, there's people falling down shafts. Yeah. Come back. Yeah, Watch everyone the loves solo. a good. Yeah, but when it says the mystagogue mm. is to entrust the symbols right. of office oh only to a, a son who has been uh, effectually purged of all inappropriate infantile cathexis. Um, like that is what Ray has no, in Ray and yeah. the Last Jedi has to go deal with Kylo because. Yeah, she has these kind of naive inklings that he could be redeemed, and it's like she has to deal with that. Yoda knows mm-hmm. this; like, you have to get that stuff out. Right. Like, I mean, this is Luke very much you got to. Yeah, yeah. You got to. You got to confront the Minotaur yeah. eventually. Yeah, exactly. And that's interesting that she's done it now. And you know? we're talking about yeah. Kylo's the temptress, right? Yeah, temptress. I'm just gonna say temptress because yeah, yeah, yeah. He really is that. that he's also. tempting her to come to him and yeah, 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 yeah. which is ultimately facilitated by Snoke, yeah. which is you know, yeah. I mean, makes him the temptress on that side, which is interesting. Yeah. So, Grant, I see you have a section underlined on 116, which I do as well. And this is what, so Ryan Johnson, when he's writing a script, right, and he had, like, Luke. And underneath Luke, instead of writing something, he just copied and pasted this thing. (laughs) He is the twice-born. He has become himself the father. And he he is competent, consequently, now to enact himself the role of the initiator, the guide, the sun door through whom one may pass from the infantile illusions of good and evil to an experience <laughs> of the mastery of cosmic law purged of hope and fear and at peace in the understanding of the revelation of being. Bam. Like, that is Luke yeah. in episode yeah. eight to a T, right? Because he's no, like, it. you have these ideas of good and evil. And actually, all, all Ryan should just eight. recite this in yeah. interviews and then he'll be all set. <laughs> right. See, this is, yeah, this is, have we should have, totally have a Hero of a Thousand Faces <laughs> yeah, yeah. sub and just like, just drop quotes on people. We're all right. marking for pages again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Adam, for that. I have it outlined, underlined already. So. I want to know why you have that circled, but you, I just, to, you well, don't have to say online. Obviously, I couldn't forget to. that. <laughs> oh wait, is it hero penis? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> How can you not highlight yeah, hero like, penis? I, yeah, I was like, oh guys, I feel left <laughs> out. What did you have? Oh man. Uh, yeah, I've I never read. We can the, skip a lot of that. Though, I feel like. He's yeah, like, oh, suddenly penis. I woke up and was like, I'm sorry, hero penis? That's like my new Isn't that username. Yeah. That's my call sign. Isn't that all right. redundant? Now we're all, now we're all one. <laughs> but, I mean, there's not much to glean no. from this, right? No, I'm, I'm done there, honestly. Another... It's really more of the primitive, you know, uh, rites and passages among yeah. tribes and I, things I, like I that. Yoda That's where I got the second Yoda birth. kept coming up in my mind. European? No, yes, with hero... <laughs> he does kind of look like a hero penis. Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe yours. <laughs> let's get let's get real familiar on this podcast, guys. Um, no, with like one uh, page one twenty, when they talk a lot about the initiation and the rights of initiation, and like I just yeah, thought yeah. of Yoda a lot, but not anything I underlined specifically. Like I literally all this initiation talk reminds me of Yoda. That's yeah, what I wrote. Hmm. nothing underlined and vaguely Athorians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, I got nothing else. I mean, that's something. It's literally Return of the Jedi, but we've hit that enough, I think.
Apotheosis. Well, there's not a great paragraph to surmise what apotheosis is, but I think I have a definition, which is the highest point in the narrative where the hero transcends form and emptiness, the world and the void, uh, the goddess and the god, and il the illusion of the dualities. Right. Or the physical dualities. The, the literal translation of apotheosis, which I had to look up, uh, is climax. So yes. it's, it's the ultimate, the well, almost, the climax, yes. right? Which I did mm -hmm. not expect to mean this, but it makes sense, yes. right? He's, he's writing this story, but like about all myth yeah. and all religion. Right. And like, so what's the climax of that? Yeah. You, right? so, to, so to blow your minds, right? So yeah. here's a statistician standpoint. So if you take a bell curve, which is a perfectly, a perfectly uh, mirrored image of itself, mm -hmm. the, the point of apotheosis or the point of the pinnacle is also the point of balance for ah. it. Balance. Right. So I wrote balance. Oh, so balance so that's how you force. read this whole chapter yes. then. Is this, this, this you subbed in balance yeah. for apotheosis? Because as we've been told right. by Snoke, as light, as darkness rises, light to match it or something. Meet like it, that. Sure. Yeah. yeah, right. So that's the idea that there's equality on both sides, which means it is a bell curve. And then the right. point of balance would be the apotheosis between right. the two. Because we had Luke already bring balance to the force. Not right. the chosen one, Maybe. the chosen yeah. one's son. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, we are to believe that the, yes. the force right. is balanced. Much to Mr. Skywalker's chagrin. Right. And you're kind of liberating yourself from the the, yeah. the road of trials and the, the world itself to uh, yeah. to attain nirvana or like mm -hmm. the bodhisattva, which is talked about a lot uh, in this chapter in terms of growing beyond the constraints of uh, the, the kind of physical illusions around right. you. And it's sort of like, you know, they're talking about going and it's not just like so you meet the god and you pass the god's trial this is like almost you get the the god's power like you you've got to you've you've got to i don't know transcend into the world of the metaphysical this isn't just right. like oh you get a bunch of money or you save your sister or like yeah. there's some sort of physical uh reward this is sort of something else that you have to, to right. get through and i would i would argue that the apotheosis in let's go to the sequel trilogy first and sure. the force awakens is the moment when kylo mentions the force to ray and she mm -hmm. closes her eyes and and she seems to be able to leave you know time and eternity and kind yeah. of and and take in this this power of nirvana of peace that's <laughs> that's the all kind of the all energy and uh I would argue that Luke's moment, the moment of apotheosis in the Last Jedi, is when Luke's standing before all the, when standing before Kylo Ren, and he yes. holds his saber up and yeah. also closes his eyes. It's yes. kind of like, I'm going to let yeah. you cut me in half because yeah. I'm already uh, beyond the void in the world. I mean, yeah. You know, so and so we'll jump to Dave Filoni and kind of the world between worlds that we just saw in Rebels. Mm -hmm. I, wow. I, bet, I mean, this stuff was just rife with material that I can see him, you know, yes. gleaning. Page 130, time this. and eternity are two aspects of the same experience whole. That's yeah. that entire right. time travel stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. Can, can I just, yeah. I mean, prequel trilogy, again, yeah. I mean, he holds up the stupid golden ball and yells peace. Right. Yes. And I mean, like, that's... Wait, what, are we, what was that thing called again? Uh, the peace meow meow. Yeah. yeah. Right. Peace yeah. Cool. Yeah. amulet of yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Keep going. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, like, that was... I mean, I don't know. It, that's very base. But I mean, I look at it as it like, I mean, it's really just, I looked at it much more dumbly than, than both of you guys did. 
dumber. Yeah. They like that no, it was didn't. just like this is the climax of the story. Like this is yeah. where the the most exciting point. This is the what the our hero is searching for and trying to mm-hmm. accomplish initially. And um and 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 in a way that's just the dumb version of the gold ball that's raised called peace. Globe of peace. Globe, Globe of peace. peace. <laughs> that's right. I just can't I can't shake No, we had that. We had that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we knew that over the weekend. Campbell called it a golden ball yeah. uh, but, or a golden orb, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Globe of peace. Orb is too fancy. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Anyone have anything yeah. highlighted? Because I have a very long paragraph highlighted. So I'll let everyone else go before me. I got very No, just leave with that. Let's yeah, go along and then we'll figure. Yeah. Like, hopefully that'll kick off some other stuff. Because like, this is an insane chapter of, like, really... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really tough myths and, yes. and looking at, yeah, I mean, really the existential and the, the I don't know, the ether uh, beyond the material world, temporal Well, it's world. like trying to attain perfection and, and going through disintegration and kind of leaving the, the, uh, the yeah. human system we're so used to. And there was, there was a little sentence that was like the perennial agony of man, self-torturing, deluded, tangled in the net of his own tenuous delirium, frustrated, yet having within himself undiscovered, absolutely unutilized the secret of release. Yeah. This too he regards and is serene above man, the angels below man, the demons and unhappy dead. These are all drawn to the Bodhisattva by the rays of his jeweled hands. And I just couldn't help but think about Kylo in that moment. Mm. Again, I write Kylo all over this book, really. I've been yeah, writing yeah. it all. I feel like the study of the hero's myth is really taking place in, high, in Kylo's arc. And uh, in terms of how to subvert some of the aspects of the hero's myth. And um, yeah, the perennial agony of man, the self-torture. And Kylo is definitely, there's a self-torture aspect to Kylo Ren that I feel like. Yes. Or kind totally. of. That, that it's kind of deep to even think about it on that yeah. level, but it's definitely there. He's definitely like pushing himself down the dark path, even though it's not the the opportune path or the path that he sees fit for himself. Even it's kind of he's still struggling with it. Um, yeah, there's just lots in here that I I just was so interested in uh, thinking about how someone can because Kylo doesn't have a path to apotheosis. He really doesn't know how to achieve this. Uh, yeah. Uh, how to discover the secret the, of the unutilized? How to how to grow beyond what he is? It's kind of he doesn't have that pathway, especially because he eliminated his only teacher in the Last Jedi. So it's right. like, oh, so where is the path is for untethered. that? You know? Yeah, yeah. Which is fun. I love that because now we have a hero's journey where the the kind of dual protagonist character, the other protagonist, is a. Uh, is um is kind of unhinged, mm-hmm. unhinged, and he's not uh he's yeah. Not, which so, I think is it just leaves that question of like what the heck's going to happen in episode right. nine, right? Because it's so weird to have someone that powerful without anyone above him that we know mm-hmm. of at this point. Yeah, like even going into Return of the Jedi, you mm-hmm. always had the Emperor above, right? Right, and then Luke at least having Yoda above him at least for the beginning of Return of the Jedi, right? And when it comes to kind of shedding form and shedding the idea of emptiness, I can't help but think about Ray and kind of identity mm. because it's like. She doesn't know who she is, so she's never started with any kind of conceived identity for herself. She's kind of just been go, going with the wind and trying to build an identity. Right. And that's kind of interesting that she's already almost started formless. You know, she hasn't yeah. had to forget form. Like, she started that way. Right. That's kind right. of interesting. Just it's kind of another subversion to kind of... Unlearn what she's inversion. learned. Yeah. There's a lot here. Yeah. 
I mean, did you guys touch on the male female gods? Oh, <laughs> heck no. Not yet. No. I mean, there, I don't know. I don't know I, where I, to begin. At 1 on 130, it was just like, uh, what is understood is that time and eternity are two aspects of the same experience whole. Yeah. Two yeah. planes, the same non-dual, ineffable. The jewel of eternity is in the lotus of the birth and death. Mm-hmm. Um, lotus is big, right? We just yeah, talked about it's that. it's huge. Yeah. Did you talk about... Oh, well, I mean, well, now, we know Padme now. means... Lotus, and we know Ren means lotus in a different language. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Right. In a, a more ancient age. form of Sanskrit. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's so the lotus yeah. is huge, and Padme Kylo Ren a connection there via name. That's. I mean, it could be nothing. Right. Well, weird. but it could yeah. be. It usually it's something, right? Yeah. But it supports your grant your idea that you kind of flip the roles in traditional, yeah. right? Like that mm-hmm. that that grant or grant that grant is the temptress. Uh, <laughs> that Ren is the temptress, I, I, right? The temptress. In a way. <laughs> He is. He's very sexy. Uh, that uh, oh, yeah. Ren is the temptress, right? right? As Padme was, whether she was also the temptress, yes. I would argue. Yeah. Also, so. the kind of meeting of the goddess. I yes. feel like she, yeah. Padme fulfills that, mm-hmm. and Kylo in this yeah, instance. He's a yeah. He's the ultimate. Yeah, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, that makes perfect sense now. Yeah. Well, nothing know. makes perfect sense. No, no, nothing makes nothing sense. Makes perfect sense. They do mention the yin yang, which is kind of we talked about that in another yep. podcast. Yeah, we kind of uh, a lot. Yeah, we kind of like a lot. The two circles in the middle—it's kind of ever in flux, and it's never just absolute dark and light. It's the paradox of creation. It's yeah. you can't really measure the the power of the will of nature. It's impossible. Yeah, that's right. so. That's what the movies are all about, right? It's like yeah. we try to guess what the force is. We'll never know because that's just. Yeah. It's eternal. Yeah, and I have I have a note on that later. But then the two yeah. dots in the yin yang are like Kylo and Ray. They're right, kind of exactly. Like the two things always chasing each other. Yeah, yeah. I think Grant brought that before. That yeah. blows my mind every time. Um, so I, I have an underline and a note, and I'm going to read it out and let you guys figure out why I made that note because I don't know. Uh, so 135. <laughs> uh, once we have broken free of the prejudices of our own provincially limited a classical, tribal, or national rendition of the world archetypes. It becomes possible to understand that the supreme uh, initiation is not that of the local motherly fathers who then, proje- uh, who then pro- project aggression onto the neighbors for their own defense. I have Luke in The Last Jedi. Why did I write that? <laughs> Guesses? Comments? Thoughts? Well, I think he's saying the neighbors are the dark side. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's... He's sort of seeing the dark side in every corner. Right. He's still reeling yep. from that experience with his dad and right. fighting the dark side, and then all of a sudden it shows up in his home in his new yeah. Jedi era. And I guess, yeah. oh, you know what I think? Start, yeah, I think that's part of it, and too, what clicked in my mind is that if you read this, like, uh, uh, broke free of their their own prejudices or feelings about tribalism is, right, is, like, so he was so attached to... Yeah. The Empire or the yeah. Rebellion versus the Empire, and then when next time we catch up with him, he has removed himself completely yeah. from any larger fights to just be like, this is all meaningless. Yeah. yeah. I actually had that whole paragraph essentially highlighted. Yeah. It was the good news which the world Redeemer brings and which so many have been glad to hear, zealous to preach, but reluctant apparently to demonstrate is that God is love. Yeah. And he can be and is to be love, and that all without exception are his children. Such comparatively trivial matters as remaining the detail of the credo, the techniques of worship, the devices of Episcopal organization, which have so absorbed the interest of Occidental theologians, blah, 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 are merely pedantic snares, unless kept ancillary to the major teaching. 
the World Series, and then at the bottom, I just skipped ahead. The World Series yeah. cross, in spite of the behavior of its professed priest, is vastly more democratic symbol than the local flag. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just it's yeah. No, I mean this goes back to my idea that the the kind of the Jedi were uh, a kind of organized uh, like religion or a church, or they were kind of clerics at one point, and now they yeah. they've turned into shamans with with Yoda and Luke, and it's wow. kind of. There's been a massive transformation in terms of, of of the doctrine and the ideas surrounding the Force, and I think that I think you're totally right, Adam. I think that Luke has totally changed. He's left behind the tribalism of the the, the war of the past, and he's now kind of looking onwards of to what what is the purpose of the Jedi, if any, and right. do we have a purpose, and should we continue? Right. It's huge. I mean, that's a major that's that's a major question of the Last Jedi, which is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Wow, you you guys went straight for the sequel trilogy. I didn't. I don't know. I hadn't even gotten there yet, as far as like trying to oh, yeah. like even formulate what it could be. Because I looked at it as sort of like an an ultimate that hasn't been yeah. hasn't been like looked at yet. Right. I feel like I mean we're barely even past the second spot. Like, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this first trial in, in the yeah. I, yeah. You know, I think part of it is, and it might just be because the last Jedi is the last Star Wars movie in the main you know, the main Skywalker saga that like every time I read something, I'm like, does this explain the last Jedi? Yeah. Even though I love the, I love last Jedi, but yeah. I'm like, I'm looking for yeah. like, is this going to be the, the thing that makes it like all click together yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then explain where we're going from here. So I think I'm a little yeah. biased that way when I read this stuff. Yeah. And I feel like the prequel trilogy and the OT kind of have some literal borrowings, whereas the ST is trying to play with the mythic structure a little bit. And I feel like, Luke definitely is uh, a nuanced uh, kind of archetype yeah. now. Now in the sequel trilogy, he's definitely nuanced. Totally. And I like that. I mean, like, Ryan could have just played it safe and made Luke this goody two-shoes kind of uh, uh, lawful good hero who just can crush anything with the Force and he's just all-powerful. But it's like that would be just a simple kind of approach. you got to yeah. involve that character in any way you can. And he did that. And I think that he deserves a... a to be commended for that, for sure. Um, what else we got? Oh, well, great. <laughs> the end. No, um, uh, peace is at, at the heart of all because boundless love includes regards and dwells within, without exception, every sentient being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The force. I mean, that was my big takeaway from this. Like, yeah. So, I mean, this is why this is so hard. I mean, he's taking all the religions and he's trying to create yeah. the, the quote-unquote world religion. Yeah. Which is like in 1949. Can you imagine trying like doing this? It's yeah. I'm surprised they didn't. He wasn't assassinated. I had the same thought. I'm surprised this must have been so many banned book lists. Like, yeah. like he just takes like modern like like he just takes the history of Christianity. There's like three pages where he just talks about it. I'm like, and I'm like, that's that's interesting now. And he was writing this more than half a century. Yeah. Ago, right. That like, stuff was woo-hoo. really taboo, and religion was 48? an important thing. Yeah. Or, or 60, maybe, maybe that part came in in the 68 edition, but still, even in 68, that's, that's yeah. There's a lot of Christian stuff here. I feel like he's mm-hmm. Christian, sort of looking at these other cultures. He does a very thorough job he, he of totally, looking at them. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's what I took away, is that, like, he seemed to believe that the mission was, like, this piece. Yeah. This sort of quiet, you know, I mean... Buddhist look at, at peace where it's sort of like you you get beyond you forget all these elements and and yeah. you know you're at peace yeah. you know all the all the conflict in your yeah. life. Yeah. So when I was reading this over and this may be like Dave Filoni stuff coming in my mind, right? Where I'm like 
so I started trying to figure out mother versus father, right? And I already told you that like mother didn't quite work for me in some of these some of these because not a lot of mother figures. Right. And so I started reading like what if the mother is the light side of the force and the father is the dark side of the force. And so on page 138 it reads the two apparently opposite mythological adventures come together. The meeting with the goddess, the meeting with the light side. Yeah. Uh, and the atonement with the father, the meeting with the dark side. Um, for in the first, the initiate learns that the male and female are two halves of a split pea. Whereas yeah. in the second, the father is found right. to be antecedent to the division of the sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, yeah. to me, that is the balance of the four stuff coming yep. in again. Yep. Like yeah, I have, that, I have two halves of a split pea yeah. all, all circled. Yeah. No, totally. Um, that makes perfect sense. And the Mortis arc plays yes, to that a, a little ton. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wars. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the, I, the sister they come and the brother. Sort of right? I mean, I think we've been talking about, about Lucas reading the stuff and, and, and Ryan Lee reading the stuff. I think if any of those two took most from this, anybody took the most from this in the Star Wars universe, it's Filoni. I really think mm. this, mid, these, this middle, these middle chapters... Filoni He's wrote like, all right, I can pick over this one. All of like Clone yeah, Wars because yeah. like ju- like George hasn't touched on this, so I can like write the right. entire Clone Wars and and Rebels based on this stuff. All right. So I understood this entirely wrong. I mean now I understand I, it I as don't balance. think there's a wrong like it's really well, I don't know, because I thought of it as more of like an achievement thing. It's sort of like this is what that, you I get. Think, it is. I think it, it is. is. I think you're right. It is. It like is. that's how it's re- that's how Campbell writes yeah. it. I just decided to substitute in my own mind when I was reading it, like, what does this balance. mean for balance? But I don't think that's necessarily right or wrong. It's a transcending, it's a yeah. kind right. of yeah, for sure. So and but like where do they try to get? I mean, he here's one like of his like view of what I feel like this transcend this this process or changing into that or or what it looks like on the other side. It's like those who no, not only that, everlasting lives. This is on 142, um, halfway down. Uh, that everlasting lives, mm-hmm. uh, that the everlasting lives in them. But what they and all things really is, really are, is the everlasting. Ugh. My dog has a lot of squeaky toys and she only wants to play with them here. Uh, all right, sorry, we'll try it in. Those who know, not only that the everlasting lives in them, but that what they and all things really are is the everlasting. Dwell in the groves of the wish-fulfilling trees, drink the brew of immortality, and listen everywhere to the unheard music of the eternal concord. These are the immortals. Yeah. I don't know. No, I mean, yeah. the Mortis Arc, I just keep right. seeing the Mortis Arc in my head. They're, they're yeah. immortal that's, beings, that's totally they're good. godlike, yeah. they represent the light and dark, and uh, the father is the most interesting character out of the three yes. out of the triangle because he represents someone who has reached apotheosis who has kind right. of gone beyond what the sister and the brother represent right. right and so when we say the father's the dark side the mother's the light side i i mean i think we, we have to really look at the mortis arc and put yeah which yeah, is yeah, yeah. brother sister brother and sister are light so maybe that's it father. for all the arcs and they're just and you're right and feloni was like we gotta plunk this in but here. but here's the thing if you watch the watch the mortis arc which i which is a Starts in season season three of the yeah, Clone Wars because right. I just watched it, yeah. which I was shocked that is it was it that early. Three? It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, there's a whole different. Like, uh, there's another six. arc. There's an additional yeah. arc, but this one is like they get they go and then they're trying to figure out. But like they try to explain, so like Anakin at the very end brings balance to that relationship, and right. so that was that was Filoni way Filoni's way of giving Lu- giving Lucas the way oh, out. Pass be like in case he doesn't case really know. This is another way, yeah. but right so. Not to like, not to just keep yeah, like, yeah. like, like forcing my idea on you, was. but it yeah. comes back to like balance again. If it's yeah. balanced and that's just relationship, it's balanced in the entirety of the force or, you know, so 
Yeah. No, no, that's interesting. I really stop talking for it. But nonetheless, uh, I'll read another. I'll read a sentence, and then you guys can think things about Star Wars. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, what we do. The goal. The goal is Nirvana, eternity, and so it is that that both the male and the female are to be. This is page one forty-five. And so it is to. It is that both male and female are to be envisioned alternatively as time and eternity. That is to say that the two are the same. Each is both the dual form. Uh, is only an effect of illusion, which itself, however, is not different from enlightenment. Could the ST not just be this kind of microcosm of what enlight- the struggle to reach enlightenment looks like? Right. You know, yeah. two people. And like that's no, yeah. absolutely different the paths, two people that so. live in all of us, right? Yeah. Kylo and Ray live in all of us. And it's just yeah. kind of that that journey to enlightenment could it have a climax as grand as this but can it be like no can we deal with a sort of like that's it that's why kylo in my mind can't die because he represents the dark side of us that's that's battling with ray to reach enlightenment therefore yeah therefore enlightenment has to happen at the end of nine so we've all agreed though that you know where this is going like we're setting ourselves up with a new mythos post skywalker right because something's changed the force will exist yeah. after. The force, yeah. force cataclysmically changed because of the Skywalker family lineage. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, then we're going to get something after. Yes. Right? Yeah. And what it is. And I feel like they're defining it now. But like, how grand a sort of pinnacle can there be like with this thing? Like, yeah. it could be a really serious thing. And I, I wouldn't mind if it got into the metaphysical and like, I don't yeah. know, really yeah. went someplace... Tell really him. crazy. I want Ryan to do that sequel. Yeah. That's what I hope his, course, his trilogy's yeah. about is because I feel yeah. like he's got a good handle on that stuff. Oh like, my goodness. I, well, let's all... Well, after all, going to create it, though. Yes. I mean, he of the last season of Lost. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, whatever. But, but it is very metaphysical, like right. the last season of Lost. Right. right. So he's got to take it to another gear and he's got to go another <laughs> level past that. I mean, and that's pretty much apotheosis. I, I have a memory of live emailing a friend during the finale of Lost. She's like, I stopped watching three seasons ago and literally like, they're in a church, they're in a church, they're in a church, send. They're in a church. They're still in a church, send. I think it's Limbo, send. I have no idea what's going on, send. Oh, I think, oh, nope. Like, it was Jenna. I was literally just emailing her my reaction while I was watching the entire thing. Sorry. Oh, so. that's so funny. But I do like, I actually do enjoy the Right, the people had Lost. notes on that ending. I actually kind of liked it. I yeah. weirdly was okay with it, but yeah. yeah. I honestly think you can't end nine without either uh, mutual destruction or, or Mutual survival, right? Like they both die, they both live. Exactly, yeah. that's, that's, which, which would make sense for balance, right? Yeah. Balance yeah. means, I mean, balance yeah. can mean whatever you want it to mean, but in terms of if there's a light side and a dark side, it has to exist, yeah. right? And so maybe they exist together, and maybe they know they balance each other if out. They, they do they some Hogwarts. Unison. If they do some Hogwarts thing where Ray is like the good teacher and Kylo's the bad teacher, I'll be. I'll be a little upset because <laughs> yeah. I, w- I won't like that it d- it devolves into Harry Potter. Like I would not yeah, like no, that. They, they wouldn't do that. Okay, That's I'm sort of imagining though. Me. Like, don't let that happen. Won't they? No, don't let him be like a Snape of the Dark Arts. Sorry, I'm just like thinking that. like Disney. Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Of like Jedi Academy, where it's just like yeah. rains. I mean, that seems rain. like the commercial way to go. I hope not. The movie's not long enough to accommodate both of those. Kathleen Kennedy, who is very business savvy, will know that that is not good for a. Kylo long dies. Time. Thrawn comes in. I'm happy. Yeah, no, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just. I think. I don't know. I think it would be kind of cool if they sort of scatter. Like maybe maybe uh, Ray's triumphant. And there's this new sort of level that's achieved, right? Yeah. A new level of peace that was never been seen yes. heretofore in the galaxy, which is about time, and that right? Is the because enlightenment. They're an the evolving peace. thing. Well, Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a sort of galactic peace and that, that's never been seen before. But then Kylo maybe defeated but not killed. Yeah. Escapes. 
Sequestered, Doc too. So let me talk that. So, I don't know, but I feel like escapes is. Escapes I think there's cool. could be anything. I think they're true. sequestered together. So here's the thought, right? Like, because <laughs> here's my thought. Sequestered <laughs> together, right? Like I like where this is going. Just, just because <laughs> Snoke argues, right? This the, the that whenever you have someone get overly powerful, something rises to match it, right? right. Whether it's dark or light, that's the, what balance might be, right? And so if you start training other people, like if Ray starts training light side people, right. that means dark, dark side, side people, people are going to pop up, yeah. right? And the whole Mortis arc is about that a lot. It's yeah. about the father trying to keep the, the brother and sister together balanced. So do we end up with Ray and Kylo deciding together they need to live out their lives together sequestered so they don't get more powerful to just keep balance of the force? Well, that'd be very Mortis esque. Yeah. It'd be very Mortis esque. Like It'd also together. be very boring. I oh, mean, it totally. Could, I mean, it could boring. be like they could sort of. I mean, it'd be cute though if they it's, were like, "No, let's yes. go. We're now Hansel and Gretel. We're the witches know. that kill Hansel." Yeah. Right. right. But there's like a there's like a there's like a button at the end where they're living in like a hut together and they're like making they're drinking tea together. Like, come on, the shippers would love that. The shippers would love that. I mean, but I mean, I want to know. I don't know. But my problem is that I want a Jedi order. Period. Oh, yeah, so do I. I want a new like, Jedi. I want that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I too. want to see some young Jedi doing cool yep. stuff. I want one's going to be a Trandoshan, one's going to be a Wookiee, one's going to be a Rodian. You know, like yeah, I yeah. want that. Yeah. And then like a handful of humans and an Ithorian just to be awesome. And yep. then like, you know, and no, just 100%. see their bumbling adventures. Because like, the yes, the Force exists in, in the galaxy and we know it. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know. I mean, they could end it like that where it's like, no, very final end. There's these two halves. There's nothing else. There's mm -hmm. no other Jedi. And then bring it back in Ryan Johnson's thing, you know, afterwards and be like, oh, now there's a new Jedi order. Or right. like, and it allude to a spark of something like, oh, right. well, the Force hasn't died. Well, the know? text survived. So. And the text survived. Yeah. I mean, but no, I'm just saying personally, uh -huh. and I'm not saying it's right, but like, I would like to see there be an established Jedi order at the end of nine. I'm with you. But here's, but, but, but no. So here's, no. Um, but you're wrong. So like the texts are there, right? So here's how Brian Johnson opens up his trilogy, which takes place a thousand years after all of this, right? Because you need the whole, like, Grant, you've argued for this mythos, right? You need like all this stuff to be myth mythological. Uh, I mean, it doesn't have to, but it's just. So you made an argument that would be a way, way to go. Yeah, yeah. And so the beginning of whatever Ryan Johnson's trilogy is, is people, go, archaeologists going and finding two skeletons in an embrace that are Kylo and Ren. And then you find, <laughs> and then you find the texts with they, what they've written no additionally. Way. Start the new trilogy. The Skywalker oh line is long God. dead. New trilogy of the Force. Let's see through Bio bumbles to the next scene. Oh, and he's there too. And he's like, oh, oh hello Lord. there. It's like, who are you? She's like, he's like, oh, I have quite a story to tell you. Yeah, you wouldn't even need the text. Well, yeah. You just thing, need a rusty droid and a or they, a droid skull, like not the rest of them, just his head. Right. Oh, just walking around like a like a yeah. Yeah. Um, well, if they, like, what do you have to tell me? And they yeah, plug yeah. him in, and, <laughs> or even they don't. Maybe they don't plug him mm -hmm. in, and they're like, you know, please don't plug him in. Yeah. yeah. If Ray is the reincarnation of Vader, mutual destruction would work perfectly yes. and be like really beautiful, totally. really really stunning. But I don't. That's just it's not there. So I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I like it a lot, but I don't think it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to be surprised. Can we move over? We don't like bloodlines, right? We don't like royal bloodlines. No, I'm done with it. Yeah, done no, it's it. over. It's yeah, over. I like the fact so that... So 10 years time, we look back at these films, and you're like, yeah, she wasn't a royal bloodline. That argued for inclusion. She's so an I adopted loved, Skywalker. I loved it. Yeah, I kind of want to yeah. see that holds up over time. now 15 or 16, and, and he's got talent, and he's a nice kid, you know? I don't want to see I don't want to see that kid ever again. You don't want to see Broom Kid? <laughs> Never again. Honestly. All right, guys. That's high five. Cool. Right, no, no. I was not in on that high five. That's, that's fine. <laughs> it's just me and no. a Chewini. 
And by the way, the broom kid does not bother me at all. No, no, I like it a lot. What if he was a cool character in the next movie? He could be so cool. Here's, he's a white boy. here's how I want to see him. I want to see him is, as that there's a character that is a strong force user that doesn't spend time explaining that he used to be a slave on, oh, on yeah, Canto no, Bike. I don't want him yeah, to be yeah. a major like, character. I or, just want him there. I don't want clunky dialogue when it's like, this reminds me of when I used to watch. You know what I mean? Like, you just, like, you have the fans going, <sighs> maybe it's that. You guys are a tough crowd. I would love that clunky I, dialogue. I, <sighs> exposition is one of my least favorite things in the world. And Carly gets, my wife gets annoyed because I'll yell out, You're thinking I'll yell out exposition <laughs> when we're watching movies. <laughs> Wow. I like the message. I like the message of mm-hmm. uh, that scene at the end. Agreed. Yeah. But at the same okay. time, it's almost like that could have been in a commercial or something like that for like Galaxy's Edge or something like that. To yeah. like, oh, to, like, 100%. didn't need to be in a movie almost. I remember standing I up and going, that. "Oh wait, no, there's more." And oh yeah, yeah. Down. I was just a little confused okay. that it was so in a yeah. main Star Wars. You wanted film. it to be uh, an indication. Uh, and like, on the other hand, like, I wanted oh, yes, to. And wipe there will away be other slaves, and they will be also. I like the idea that the force is for everyone, not just for the Skywalkers. It's an important. It's an important. I like it too. I don't know how that holds up over time, though. Honestly, I'm thinking about ten years down the line. What if you we talk back so, about Ray, and you're like, "Oh, she didn't come from a royal bloodline. She was like this message of inclusion and all right. this kind of stuff. It was awesome." But does that hold up over like ten years? Say we look back at these films. Like, is that maybe there's something that you're like, "I'm proud that movie happened because it had this message." Does that hold up? That does because I okay. loved Luke growing up because Luke was just this kid on a back ass planet yeah, yeah. who was power who just had this connection or just yeah. was ever and that was me right. and then you find out his father's super powerful and Dad I love you but you're no Jedi yeah. like you know what I mean like I like like yeah. I liked that message until like so honestly the second it was because he his father was the most powerful Jedi in the world I was or in the galaxy I was just kind of like well that's not I can't relate to that. I stop relating to that right? really yeah. I feel like that I relate only, to Luke. I feel in, like that only amplifies constantly. Everything. I don't relate to him at all, Pat. Once you find out that Vader's his father, I don't relate. I've to him always at all. related to Luke. I yeah. feel like he's just. I mean, I don't think. I love politics in Star Wars, and I think that it always needs to have politics. Yeah, it needs to comment yeah. on the political nature of the real world. But ultimately, it's like whatever's going to amplify the story. I'm for that. Like that's all so, I care about. It's so here's like, the whatever, thing: I don't care. Story wise, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It's not yeah. like I, I just because you can't relate to a character doesn't mean you can't appreciate a yeah, story, yeah. right? Like I don't relate to every character I watch. Right, right. Plus, I'm like I'm me, so I relate to pretty much ninety percent of the characters that are on television and movies. But like mm-hmm. you were asking whether or not having Ray be no one would stand the test of time, yeah. And I argue that it will absolutely okay. yeah. because of that. I think yeah. it could also work. I'm only just her. presenting the argument. Yeah, no, not no, like, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I'm but on I your guys' think, side because she's truly from no one. I mean, right. Luke, we yeah. thought was from no one, but then he was. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's she's all. Truly cool, cool. I, I think d- it I also works if you make her Skywalker. Like, I don't think it ruins yeah, yeah. it by any stretch of imagination. Right. I just I think yeah. I don't think either way would 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 require it not to be. A I think it's too late for that. I agree. It would feel ham fisted. Yeah, way too late for that. But um, can we move on to the last chapter? We've been talking for a minute. Yes. This is the last chapter is called the ultimate boon. You mean one with the force? Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I mean, yeah, honestly, one with the force is what I took away from this. It was like, and it took me the whole chapter to read this because it's so the ultimate boon is like the ultimate reward, right? It's mm-hmm. like sort of, but it's like the reward of rewards. And it's not just like, oh, you got paid. Like, like there's one great quote in here about like, there's a Japanese poet that said like, Nothing yep. makes the Japanese gods laugh more than the person who prays for money. Yeah. Like, yeah. like no, that's that's a silly little time. Like, yeah. what we can offer you is understanding beyond eternity. 
Yes. Right. Like now beyond life and trials and what things are going on, like we can those yeah. this is the boon we're talking so about. So in that in that section, I think the Japanese section one sixty three, uh the boon is simply a symbol of life energy stepped down to the requirements of a certain specific case. So yeah. it's whatever that tradition, that culture it finds most valuable is gonna be incorporated into the boon, right? Of that right. story. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um so it's I, generally there's a lot of sorry, it's a it's no, a lot of uh immortality. Oh, yeah, yeah, we see yeah, that yeah, frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Or and unlimited resources. It's still a desire today, so yeah. yeah. But like yeah. a desire for immortality that has a cost to it that you're not aware of. Right. Right. Well, like a yeah. lot of that talks about that yeah. fact that we all desire immortality, but it but it's not achievable. Right. Yep. If it is, it's actually a curse more it's than anything. Right. Yeah. That it's more spiritual yeah. immortality than it right. is physical immortality. So they did have a their first sort of yeah. thing was that someone achieved it and he was like it was something simple. It was yes. an, it was an unlimited roast of beef and you know, loaf of yeah. bread. Yeah. And, he, and he partook in that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I mean also well actually but no, those three bottles of water contained immortality, yeah. right? So I have at the very beginning of the chapter, um, which is literally the first quote after the after the story, it says, "The ease with which the adventure is here accomplished signifies that the hero yeah. is a superior man, a born king. Such ease distinguishes numerous fairy tales and all legends of the deeds of incarnate gods, where the usual hero would face a test. The elect encounters no delaying obstacle and makes no mistake. That's Luke standing up, standing in front of the yeah. yep. AT, 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 right? Like just like yeah. dusting off his shoulder. Like yeah. this is nothing to me. Yeah. And the next page, he literally talks about indestructibility. Luke is literally indestructible in yeah. The yeah. Last Jedi. Like yeah. you can't touch him. You can't destroy him. Right. That's right. He decided to destroy himself. And he attained the ultimate boon yeah. at the end of that yeah. film by right. becoming uh, one with the Force. One right? with the Force. Yeah. Essentially immortal, which is what right. we're going to understand. Right. It seemed like a long shot at first where it's like, God, how much of the undead, like how much deep are they going to go into these Force ghosts, right? Because yeah. it's like they've been used pretty sparingly. Yeah, right. But we could see a lot more Force we ghosts. We totally could. I mean, and really, I mean, it was introduced with Yoda, which was beautifully, perfectly done. Yes. I, it was just like perfect amount of time, perfect location. It's totally secret. Yeah. Perfect amount of inf- I mean, Yoda being Yoda. You're talking yes. Dagobah and the Clone Wars. No, you're talking about Last No, I'm Jedi. talking Last Jedi. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking about, oh, right, sorry, right. I'm on sequel trilogy right now. Sorry, sorry. And I'm you thinking about... Yoda talking about the, the advent about, of Force Ghosts. Yeah, because yeah. so, we're all saying that the ultimate boon has happened for Luke in Episode 2. You know? Or uh, Episode 8. Well, Episode 8, but two of the yeah, trilogy. Two of the sequel trilogy. Well, right, episode yeah. 5. Episode 5? The second act is what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. uh, all right, sorry, sorry. I meant the second the act second, of the sequel. Okay, second okay, trilogy. Okay, okay. I'm still on the I'm sorry. Sorry. Eight, eight, seven, two, one, eight, four, six, all right, three, two, stop it, eight, <laughs> stop it. Stop what you're saying. Um, no, I agree with you. Second act, act yes, of, the, of, the, of the sequel of the trilogy. trilogy. That's right. So um, I'm just saying we have a whole other act here. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be very interesting, and there yeah. and it could be a lot more Force Ghosts. Yeah, totally. And actually, right at the bottom of the it says, where the individual life is on the point of dissolving into undifferentiated energy. That sounds yep. like becoming one with the force. I've yeah, never yeah. heard it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I have nothing for a lot of hate. And after that. I mean, when you break this book into parts, it's it really works perfectly that the um, that the uh, the Force Awakens is the departure, and that the yeah. Last Jedi is the initiation. Yeah, I think. It and does. that Episode Nine will be the return. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, really, really excited, because the ultimate boon we just saw with I know. Luke. Yeah. So I'm really excited to read this next next chapter. Next chapter next week's yeah. gonna be all speculation. I think. Yeah. It's I mean, a lot we're gonna apply it to to the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, but I think a lot of it's gonna be like, what does this mean for episode nine? Exactly. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Really, really yeah. fun. Yeah. 
Wow, that'll be yeah, pretty great. Yeah, I also got an actual prequel thing out of this for once. Go for it. Uh, so on 63, and Grant, I think you might have read a little bit of this. but uh, um, Yeah, I had this probably. So I really wrote Anakin to a T. It's, later, it's mm-hmm. further down. The boon bestowed on the worshiper is always sealed to his stature and to the nature of his dominant desire. The boon is simply a symbol of life energy stepped down to requirements of a certain spe- a specific case. Okay, so here I think is where it begins. Yeah. Point. Whereas the hero who has won the favor of the god may beg for the boon of perfect illumination, what he generally seeks are longer years to live, weapons with which to slay his neighbor, or the health of a ch- health of his child. Like, right, yeah. like this is him begging to get that yeah. knowledge. All three of them. Getting yeah. that knowledge of the dark side to save good, Padme good to save his Those are the very words George read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, yeah. This is this book is really the uh, nexus point for all of this stuff. So totally. it's really fascinating. Yeah, and the boon can be bad when it gets into King Midas. It talks about and it, what you just said. Right. The boon is even though you're seeking it and you feel it will be a source of perfect illumination, it it not always is. Right. Right. And so like King Midas' touch and right. The, yeah, the they're talking about that. Yeah, where it was actually a curse but not a thing. I right. Mean, I don't know. I, I focused on the process a little more, mm-hmm. and um, because I wanted to see this happen, right? Like, right. Uh, what does it mean when it actually is accomplished? Right. And there's uh, at the bottom of one sixty three. I mean, they sort of talk about that. It's uh, the agony of breaking through personal limitations is the agony of spiritual growth. So this is like essentially you go through all these processes, processes. Yeah. And then, but the the end game escalates and escalates and escalates and escalates. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. this is what I was excited about because I wanted to see. Something supernatural as the boon in episode nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we talked about yeah the idea of possibly characters from the outer regions or the unknown regions, should yeah. I say, right coming into play. Um, just uh, the gods of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, but something I, I, like that. I don't know. And something next tier. I feel like next yeah. tier than that because it's like. Can I, I just want to finish that, that yeah, paragraph. Go for it. Art, literature, myth, and cult, philosophy, and aesthetic uh, disciplines are instruments to help the individual past his uh, limiting horizons into the spheres of ever-expanding realization. As he crosses threshold after threshold, conquering dragon after dragon, the stature of the divinity that he summons to its highest wish increases until it subsumes the cosmos. Finally, the mind breaks the bounding sphere of the cosmos to a realization transcending all experiences of form, all symbolizations, all divinities, a realization, the illecutable void. And I'm like, I mean, that's what I thought is like the end game. I mean, which for me means like, this is what the, all these movies are about. They're right. all mm-hmm. vectoring towards the same thing. Silently. Yeah. It has a subtext vector, which is the ultimate understanding understanding of the force right which yeah. is like knowing the, the yes. force from front to back north to south top to bottom all six sides of right. its of its thing but it's like we're never going to get that no, no. It's which is cool that's what this yeah. is about yeah it's immeasurable and but yeah. they're going to keep seeking for it and this is that boon it's a boon that stars will never give you because it's it's too big but yet it's too fantastic of, of like plot motivator to right. never to let go of yeah, it can't though. Like the paradox, like the force is the paradox of creation. It's light and right. dark forever. Yeah. You can't right. ever, you know. Right. It's like you will go blind is. if you try and look on this. Exactly. It's like the Gorgon's exactly. head, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. you can't yeah, yeah. look at that that supreme, su- sublime thing because yeah. it's going it's to freeze you. It's too amazing. Yeah. That's just the bell of you know eternity. Yeah. Apotheosis. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's I mean that's all I got really ultimate yeah. boom it's like it's some of the when it, it gave you some of the visuals for what that could be like liquids milk uh, lactation like you know, all that kind of stuff I was like you know, Luke in the last Jedi yeah. I know yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah but yeah yeah and there's I feel like that was a little on the nose like there's stuff that's on the nose that George Lucas Ryan Johnson J.J. Abrams like everyone who's directed a Star Wars film you know, is guilty of it they're, they're guilty of kind of on the nose of course yeah uh, borrowings from this book but but no, like, no. I mean, that's not yeah. a fault. I think that's a no. that's no, that's a great. plus one in my book. Yes. Okay, like, great, yeah. thank you for borrowing from yeah. this amazing no, no, book. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, bedrock totally. of all myths. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's, I mean, it, it's to be commended, and I just yeah. I, it, a wink and a nod. It's, is what's great. It's fascinating. I'm excited to read as we talked about the next part because of what it might mean for episode nine. But I'm also interested to see what that means when I view episode nine in a little over mm, a year oh, of being yeah. like I have. I'm worried about that. Yeah, how it might shade my feelings. Yeah. Because I really went into episode eight. But the milk Let's scene. Let's ignore that part. Let's just say, hey, it could be awesome things for episode well, nine. It would be really I, neat if it influences it. I think what episode eight told me, taught me was like, speculation is fun. Just don't put any freaking weight on it. Does that make sense? Right. Like, don't yeah. don't yeah. make sure like it's not yeah. worth it. It's not good if it's not what it's mine. And then no matter what like, happens, we're going to be surprised and yeah. we're going to be oh, delighted. Yeah. yeah. I and hope so. Like the worst thing is to not be surprised by a Star Wars movie. Right. The worst thing is to get exactly what you want from a Star Wars movie because that's freaking boring. Yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Um, but that milk scene does change for me after reading this. It was just like maybe he's drinking from the net, the source of nature, like the the ultimate. You know, mm. I don't know. He's just not. No, I like it. He's not. I, part, like I still it. chuckle at that. It's yeah. kind of funny and gross. <laughs> but yeah. it, 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 yeah. it'd be <laughs> deep, funny, and gross. <laughs> no, but no, I know what you mean. It's interesting. Right? It is. Well, no, it's definitely. It's there's like more going on there yeah. than just like look at this funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they did talk about humor in here too, and I missed it. I had a had a note, but I can't remember where it was. We can skip past it. But yeah, no, I read that too. Yeah, and I'm like, that's right. Oh, humor is the touchstone of the truly mytho- mythological, as distinct. From the more literal-minded and sentimental theological mode, and I'm like, that's, that I feel like that's Ryan Johnson wrote that too. I was like, we need more levity in this movie. Right. I still argue that the Last Jedi has more jokes per yeah. minute than any other Star Wars. Well, movie. the whole thing was the Jedi count. I'll go back to my whole like clerics turned shaman like kind of thesis about everything. It's kind of like the Jedi Council wasn't funny at all. No, yeah. like they were just very straight-faced about everything. Yeah, Yoda and Dagobah, hilarious. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, Luke, and Luke on Octu was an attempt to be hilarious. Which was, yes, which was hilarious at times. Some landed, yeah. some didn't. Some landed. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Obi Wan's always just yeah. just super dry and witty. Yeah, yeah dry like and witty. Dumb, yeah. Love, he's my favorite. It's my favorite. And humor. it's well, only when they've left that either. theological lifestyle that they've now become yeah. you know just more funny. It was yeah. more fun loving. And yeah. yeah, 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 definitely, definitely more 2018 humor. Yeah, definitely. I mean that's of its time. Um, so I think that's it. That's Anything it. else? That's it. Yeah. Um, that was quite a long thing. Thanks yeah. for listening yeah, to us do so all of that. Next week we'll cover chapter three of the return and chapter uh, chapter four of the keys, just because chapter four is like eight pages long. Yeah. So I think total in total it adds to forty eight pages. So it's not a heavy lift compared right. to, compared to the oh, eighty great. we did this yeah. past year. Yeah. And that'll be good. That'll take us through kind of the main argument of the monomyth, and then we'll be able to kind of start speculating about episode nine. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, and then from beyond. There. Yeah, which is super yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, for Adam, Grant, and myself, Ben, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, my Chewini is squeaking her <laughs> toy in approval of all of that has happened here. Um, thanks so much. We'll see you next week, and may the force be with you.